0: time manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Well, it is Matt Mosley, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. It's a heavy heart today. We start the show. Uh, Gil Brandt, uh, Cowboys legendary personnel man, has passed away at the age of 91, I've seen Gil probably in the last year, and he was really struggling and, and was needing to uh, – he just wasn't really walking anymore in, in a wheelchair. He just was having a tough time. But the mind was always there, and he he was so extremely sharp, and he loved to quiz you on where so-and-so was from in, like, 1972. you would be like, Gil, I don't know. I don't have any clue. But he, but he just loved – his, his, his knowledge never went away, and he loved all that. And then once his career was over with the Cowboys, circa 1989 or 1990, when Jerry took over, uh, he became a big media guy. He also, Drake and Aaron, you'll find this interesting, also became one of the first people to do coach searches. So when you needed a basketball coach or an AD or something, Gil had such a Rolodex... And he knew so many people that he was one of the first to kind of do that. Now, Corn Ferry and others turned that into big business. And now um, my buddy Kevin Gall used to be at uh, Eastman Bodine. Those things are very popular, and those guys make really good money uh, doing that. But Gall made great money, but he decided to come to Baylor because he loved the Bears so much. But Gill was doing all those searches, and he didn't really figure out until it was too late how to monetize it. He just kind of did it for people, you know, because he was a nice guy. Now, he wasn't always nice. Like many times, I would be on the air in Dallas, and he would either call my producer or like during the segment, I would see the producer talking to somebody on the phone, and I would know it was probably not a caller. It was probably Gil Brandt. Or he would wait till I was off the air, and then he would call and correct. And he always, I mean, he wanted me to take, what was the old test, guys? The Wonderlick exam. Like, he, w- he, he remembers kind of the formation of all that. And he was always trying to get me to take a Wonderlick test. Because I think he wanted me to do really poorly on it. Now, I'd, I, I was too, I thought he, I thought he was going to stack the deck against me. And make it extremely hard. And so I refuse to take the Wonderlick, because you don't want that, like uh, the former Cowboys cornerback or the recent quarterback, where they say, "Yeah, he made a he made a nine on his Wonderlick. Well, even as a talk radio guy, I, maybe I would have made that, but you don't really want to have to put that out into the world. <laughs> so, Gill was um, he was a fascinating guy, and, um, fellas, he was the first to do the whole uh, historic. Historically, uh, black colleges and universities. He started taking basketball players from those schools, like Rayfield Wright, Cornell Green, Bob Hayes was a track athlete from somebody out there will know it. Uh, Bob's family was from Jacksonville. I can't remember what where he went to school. Um, Sean will know that Sean Hunt out there. But he was that was it, man. There wasn't they weren't at that point the only uh, African American players, like maybe from Michigan State um Bubba uh the great um the great defensive end um Bubba, Bubba Smith Bubba Smith uh, he was a uh, Michigan State that was early on Michigan State was one of the first schools even in the north that was uh integrated of course Baylor did not have a black football player until about 1966 John Westbrook Tommy Rayo would come in like 1967 and uh, it just wasn't happening. Texas did not integrate until 1971 or maybe 1970, and that was Julius Whittier. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, it was, and then Houston, University of Houston, we'll have their AD on today, they integrated well before everybody else. And Bill Yeoman started beating up on everybody, and it kind of led to Daryl Royal saying, I've had enough. About 1976, he retires because Houston, new to the conference, put one on him. About 46 to 10 or something like that. So, Drake, every once in a while, I've got to just kind of do a story time situation. I think you're okay with that. But Gil Brandt deserves it. He is a pro football Hall of Famer. And um, it's, it's worth reading all the stories on him today to know. Now, I... I had a really difficult at times relationship with Gil. Aaron, does that describe most of my relationships? <laughs> um, I think we liked each other, but it, it, got, it got a little ugly at times. And he would, try, you know, we just kind of went back and forth a little bit, which you shouldn't do with somebody that's like 30 years older than you, but I did. Uh, but, I, but again, I had huge respect for what he did, what he accomplished with the Cowboys. What an amazing – I guess he's 40 years older than me. But um, he's just he, – he I mean, it was like – I saw Tim Callishaw writing this column about him, and I promise you, anything you would write that he disagreed with, boy, it was – you were either getting a call or your editor was getting a call. Um, and I, I really did learn to just – even though I'd get upset with him sometimes, just to really appreciate everything he had done. So uh, – and then – oh, 1962 is when a basketball coach tipped him off to a guard named Cornell Green. Cornell Green, guys, would become one of the great uh, defensive backs in Cowboys history. Now, he didn't have good hands. He got his hands on every football, but he didn't intercept them. He wasn't like Everson. He got his hands on way more balls than Everson. Wallace. Everson called them all. Uh, Cornell was probably a top after Deion and Everson, and who am I missing – um, I mean, Cornell's very, very high up there. But it was I'm just glad Gill got in the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and he got in the Ring of Honor uh before he passed away and uh pretty pretty neat. And he would pick, guys, the Walter Camp All America or the Playboy All America teams. And that sounds kind of funny. Now, Aaron, you remember this, but Drake, you won't remember this. Like the Playboy issue. And, of course, you could try to convince like your mom or wife or somebody, yeah, I need to get it's this Playboy football. issue, yeah, football deal. But that was like a TV show they would do, and Bob Hope would host it, and it would be the Playboy All-American show. Now, this was not a, a, a body kind of, or bawdy, uh, uh, what is that, B-A-W-D-Y. This was not anything, this was like on NBC or something, but it was like the Playboy All-American team. Uh Aaron, do you have any memory of that
2: i do i have it was a huge deal like it was besides being a an a p all american it was the biggest all american team to be on for for decades through the eighties and nineties probably especially through the or through the late seventies and eighties, especially yeah. through those years
1: but he one time I was doing a story on a guy named c o Bricado, old Baylor player. Who became a famous Titan scout, was an Oilers scout before that. And and for some reason, Gil came out to the car. I was following C O around, and Gil um uh, comes up and he says, right in front of CO Bricado, he goes, This guy didn't know who you were before today. Like he he was not, he was he could be very selfish. He did not love like other scouts having stories done on them, but at the same time. He was an innovator, and he's the one who started pretty much everything you see like the machine he came up with some kind of almost like computer, but i mean when when they when computers were brand new and you just had some huge mainframe kind of deal from i b m he had that working to watch to look for and get uh, and prepare the cowboys draft so legendary legendary guy, and we will have. The great Drew Pearson on, and, and Drake, you're a guy who I think really a- appreciates the scouting world, the even at the college level, all those people who scout players. It's just kind of cool to think that most all of that trickled down and came from one man, and his name was Gil Brandt.
3: Yeah, it's like the original money ball for football is how I would put it. You know, this is – and I wasn't familiar as much with his work in the NFL and with the Cowboys as I was with his work in media afterwards because he was the guy you'd go to for these player profiles that were so in-depth and usually correct. Uh, brash, right, He, you, I think you mentioned he didn't he didn't hold back a lot of punches, but is somebody that growing up listening to, to radio, listening to the folks who scout players, who – build their their mock drafts and whatnot going into the pros Gil Brandt that was that was one of the names so obviously I, I'd heard a lot of what he'd done but now am exposed to the work he did behind the scenes in what I would call like the the original money ball for football that this was a different kind of scouting mm-hmm. using a computer to Scout was was unheard of uh and he revolutionized the game of football he really did it is it's and again, to me, he was radio and media. To me, it was, all right, yeah, Gil Brandt just said something that was brash. He said something that, was, that stood out and that was controversial at times. Mm-hmm. But even before that, his, his footprint on the NFL will legitimately be felt for the rest of time.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I was with Gil and Rayfield right when Rayfield was told he was going into the Hall of Fame. We were in Detroit, and I was following Rayfield around all that day and Gil got a suite somehow through the NFL. He was with the NFL Network, and we got to stay in that suite for much of the afternoon while we waited on the news. And sure enough, uh, uh, Rayfield got in. Uh, He was seventh-round, guys, out of Fort Valley State. That's an HCBU. Bob Hayes, another Hall of Famer, uh, who finally got in. Sadly, Bob was uh, gone when he got in. Uh, Seventh-round out of Florida A&M. Roger Stalbeck, this is what's funny, one of the greatest of all time. He was a 10th round pick because, of course, he had to do a four-year naval commitment. I thought back then it was maybe even six years, but he had to do four four years. Drew Pearson, who we'll have on here in a little bit, um, is, uh, was undrafted out of Tulsa, but, but Gil signed him. And then Cliff Harris, one of the greatest safeties of all time, undrafted out of Wachita Baptist. Oh yeah, the Tigers. So. Oh man. Yeah, up in Arkadelphia. That's right, the Delph as they call it. Yeah. And there's uh there's a uh, there's something around there called De Gray State Lodge or something like that, yeah, right? Lake de Grey, yeah. Uh huh. Played a little golf there. Played some pretty pretty poor golf on that course, but uh nothing new. But that was uh that was pretty uh pretty amazing sad news today, but it is a celebration of life as we lose Gil Brandt at uh at age ninety one. Now we're getting we're creeping in toward the weekend. We got Baylor, we got our ESPN Central Texas uh pregame show. I mean, Drake, I'm sort of like I I I think I'm probable. I'm not like Cam rising tonight. I'm not doubtful, but I'm probable. <coughs> With a with some achy, with some fever, and some flu-like symptoms. So, are you saying that I'm
3: I'm going to have to host the kickoff show alone?
1: Again, uh, Aaron, you hear the magic in his voice? I think I don't. It would be a shame, Matt. It really would. Drake Drake would have too much of a problem with that. We might put somebody out there with you. Young Cameron Stewart, the Simcox. Stop. You let me decide My oh okay, okay okay cam stewart is a is a guy that i and i like all right but we gotta uh, let cam he's got to do his thing he's got a lot of different gigs he's got china spring so i do not want him to be spread too thin well, i have china right? spring am i spread too thin no you're you're younger than him and That's you're true. you're able to really uh do a lot and you don't require a lot of sleep All right, and you stay up late doing who knows what. But uh, debauchery debauchery is correct. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, uh, Drake Toll, and uh, we really uh, are pleased to uh, visit with one of the all-time Cowboys legends. Drew Pearson returns to the show next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Want to cover
4: sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online, and remember, for the best skills in the biz with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered.
6: Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his long-time connection to Baylor University. His brother, Jerry, played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son, Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051
5: southwest sports medicine and orthopedics we get you back in the game
9: an exceptional experience and extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at cherry johnson sigmund james law firm craig cherry ryan johnson mark sigmund and scott james are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue.
10: Everything we do, we do for you. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Make the drive and make it possible with an auto loan or vehicle refinance to First Central. Have a winning season with First Central Savings Blitz Play. Quick local team loan processing with competitive rates and flexible terms. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you.
11: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show
1: on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show. Drew Pearson, the original 88, joining us. And Drew, always love catching up with you. Hate that it's under these uh, circumstances we lose uh, Gil Brandt at age ninety-one, and Drew. I'm sure you're like a lot of people. It's just hard to imagine him not being around because he's been around forever, around the Cowboys and everything. So, Drew, I appreciate you being on with us. It's uh, great to get to visit with you, and I'm I'm sorry about Gil.
12: Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's still ninety-one years, and you still. Very saddened by his passing because you still think that he's gone too soon after 91 years of being here and leaving his mark, especially on the Dallas Cowboys in this area and everything else. And the reason you feel like he's gone too soon at 91 years uh, of age is because he still has so much up in that head of his,
13: Mm -hmm. you know?
12: the stats, the information, the thing. You just talk to him. He still—he was still doing a radio show on Sirius XM, you know, giving updates on the coming season and calling players' names out and stuff like that. So uh, with that in mind, he never seemed like he was 91 years old or even when he went in the Hall of Fame at 86 years old because he was still Gil Brandt. All of us, and the only thing difference, he was in a wheelchair as opposed to walking up on us. But that didn't slow him down at all, man. Not at all.
1: What What was the first time you remember either getting a phone call, a letter from Gil? Some of the scouts would send letters out. Um, I mean, you were one of the greatest undrafted players, obviously in NFL history. When When did When did Gil first come on your radar?
12: Uh, it was the uh, second night uh, of the uh, NFL draft and, you know, it was 17 rounds back then. So it was pretty late at night when I got a phone call. I got three phone calls. I got a call from the Green Bay Packers. I got a call from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I got a call from the uh, Dallas Cowboys. My coach at Tulsa, was my third head coach in four years there was F.A. Drive. <laughs> and F.A. told the seniors that, Even if you don't get drafted, it might not be that bad because if you sign as a free agent, you might be able to pick what you think is the best opportunity for you to make that particular ball club as opposed to being, you know, penciled in somewhere through the draft. So I kept that in mind after I got those calls. But then I got a call from, uh, it wasn't Gil,
14: it was, uh, uh,
12: God, I can't can't believe I can't. Think of his name. Uh, I'm drawing the blank right now, Matt, but it was a Cowboy Scout
13: Mm -hmm.
12: and he was in town. How did he know to be in town? He was in Tulsa. He was staying at the Camarot Hotel in Tulsa, (laughs) And he asked me, Can I come down there? Because he wanted to sign me to a Dallas Cowboy contract. And you know, I'm from New Jersey. I wasn't much of a Dallas Cowboys fan. Growing up, I was a giant and jet fan. And, oh, Bob Griffin, excuse me. God bless you, Bob Griffin. That's who, the scout's name. Like, you know, when you're my age, Matt, you got to give a little leeway to <laughs> memory lapses. That's okay. <laughs> but Bob Griffin was a scout. And, but, I, you know, I really wasn't a Cowboy fan. The only Cowboys uh, player I liked was Bob Hayes. But these still were the Dallas Cowboys. And to me, they mean a little more than the Green Bay Packers, even though that's a storied franchise. And Pittsburgh later became a, a storied franchise, winning four Super Bowls. But these were the Dallas Cowboys and Tom Landry. And when Bob Griffin called me at my Tulsa apartment the second day of the draft, it was about 11 o'clock at night, asked me, can I come to the Camelot Hotel on I-44? Uh, They want to sign me to a contract. So I got into my 1954 Ford uh, car that Marcus Haynes, the great Marcus Haynes, gave me and my wife, (laughs) Marsha, at that time. And I drove down to the Camelot Hotel. Matt had stick shift on the column. There's a reason I used to walk to classes instead of driving that car.
13: Okay. <laughs> number one,
12: it stood out. It was yellow with a white top. And number two, I couldn't handle that stick shift on the collar, you know. But I mm-hmm. bucked down there, and they offered me a contract. Uh, uh, they said they wanted me to sign you, had a contract. Gil Grant gave them instructions, uh, Bob Griffin instructions to sign me. And uh, so I said, what's well, the contract? He said the base salary is going to be fourteen five, and the signing bonus is going to be one hundred and fifty dollars. And the next thing I said is, "Okay."
13: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hold out for
12: two hundred dollars, Matt. <laughs> I wanted a shot in the NFL, and I wanted a mm-hmm. shot with the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah. I think I made the right decision right there.
1: Back then, there were so many undrafted players, but what he did. With Bob and Cornell and Rayfield, that was what was so amazing because he was doing that, Drew, wasn't he, before a lot of other scouts and teams were doing that, the historically black colleges and universities. Uh, Gill started recruiting even basketball players, and, yeah. and some of those players ended up becoming great for the Cowboys. But he was, he was kind of a trendsetter in that area, it seemed.
12: Oh, without a doubt. You know, he he looked for the other things. Everybody looked at the measurables, okay? The things that everybody's looking at. The height, weight, 40 time, bench press, all that kind of stuff. Gil was looking for different things that you might have done, even in high school, you know? You might have been a quarterback in high school. Now you're a receiver. or You might have been a good basketball player in high school, and you played football as well. Or on the baseball team, you hit, you know, 500, home runs, and, had a great arm. He knew all that kind of stuff about you. And so he did a little more research than most of the scouts and people that were studying the personnel. So that's why you go to what, Utah and find a Cornell green and say, this guy look, looks like he could be a defensive back because he might've played some football mm-hmm. uh, uh, in, in, in high school and stuff like that. But, and then you go like Rayfield Wright, you know? I mean, he was a basketball player. You say, well, okay, maybe a tight end. What does Coach Landry do? He brings him in, and uh, he ends up being an all-pro and Hall of Fame right tackle. Uh, uh-huh. Even Chuck Alley, he's just going into the Hall of Fame. He was a phenomenal athlete at West Virginia. And a lot of people didn't know all the great things he did for the uh, Mountaineers uh, over there at, at West Virginia as an all-around athlete. So he looked for different things. Even Drew Pearson, even though I didn't have the measurables, he saw some other things. He knew that I made the transition from quarterback to receiver, so that might have told him something about my intelligence level, you know, having played that position, that quarterback, and uh, starting my sophomore year and being a team captain and all that, my senior year, then moving to wide receiver. Didn't catch many passes caught 55 passes in in two seasons. But Matt, I had a 21-yard average for catch. And that's what (laughs) Gilbreath saw. And he saw everything that I was thrown to, even though it wasn't many. I caught everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So he saw all these kind of things that other scouts couldn't see. And that not just me, because when I went to training camp, Matt, there were 17 draft choices and about 80 other guys free agents just like me okay he's the one that started that trend of bringing in as many free agents having his scouts canvas the country at the end of draft signing free agents for 150 dollars or even less (laughs) like myself and uh, bringing all these guys in the training camp and throwing it on the wall and see what sticks and that's how Cliff Harris got his opportunity that's how he drew Pearson Got my opportunity, and what happened? We end up being, uh, we end up being uh, uh, Hall of Famers and Ring of Honor guys. But Cliff Harris was an excellent track guy at Wasita. A lot of people didn't know that he ran the hurdles and stuff.
13: You know, mm-hmm. he just, yeah. they
12: just thought of him a football. But Gil seen all these other intangibles things that we <laughs> were doing, even though we had, didn't have the measurables to get drafted and stand out that way. He saw other things that we can do uh, uh, in the game of football that if we were given the opportunity, maybe we can have those things showcased and have those things, those talents stand out. And uh, all we needed was the opportunity, as far as Cliff and I were
1: concerned. hmm. hmm. Through Pearson on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, Drake Toll alongside as well, Aaron Sexton. And by the way, Cliff and Charlie were riding those motor, uh, bikes too, weren't they? Like, was it be? it was, <laughs> they were like in the off season people. I don't think remember that, that they were doing some like motocross leagues, uh, when y'all would be in the off season, weren't they? Do you remember that?
12: Yeah, we did a lot of things. We had to work, you know, we had to go to work our rookie year. I cut two touchdown passes in the, uh, the loss to the Los Angeles Rams and the, uh, Second playoff game uh, that year, my in '73, a championship game, and uh, excuse me, in a first playoff game against the Rams, and uh, we we end up uh, losing the next week to the uh, Minnesota Vikings in a championship game, and uh, we lost that Sunday. We had the Monday off and Tuesday. Harvey Martin, Billy Joe Dupree, and myself were at the Zell's Corporation in their offices without a meeting without a planned meeting or anything, just sitting there waiting for the, the big boy, the big boss to come in and ask him for a job. <laughs> we needed a job. We were selling sporting goods <laughs> stuff for common-born yeah. sporting goods stuff, uh, uh, as soon as the season ended. So mm-hmm. that was the way it was back then.
1: And uh, and, and uh, Harvey back there in the shoe section bending over, trying to story. help people. <laughs> <laughs>
12: It's five trying to put shoes on old ladies and stuff like
13: that. <laughs> you and Billy Joe would be sitting back there laughing. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good
1: stuff. Good stuff. Oh. oh, man. Talking to Drew Pearson on the Matt Mosley Show. Drake, go ahead. Hey, Drew. Uh, you know,
3: growing up and watching the NFL Network or or reading stuff that Gilbrant did, felt like he was – the original money ball, but in football. And he'd say stuff that you think, oh, that's brash, that's a big take right there, but he'd back it up and he was usually right. I mean, does that encapsulate what, what you knew of him even past when he was working with the Cowboys in the NFL and when he went into media?
12: Oh, yeah. I mean, he, his knowledge of the game and personnel was just, uh, you know, tr- tremendous. What made him great was that He found, he didn't find just anybody. He just found the right, even when we had 100 people, 100 rookies in camp and stuff like that, you know, when I was there, uh, but they were all the right people that Coach Landry was looking for. And that's why he was, uh, he became so valuable to the Cowboys through Coach Landry, because he was finding that talent Coach Landry was looking for and that talent consisted of four things, character, intelligence, passion, and then talent. You know, if you had the first three, Coach Landry could coach you up to be, and some talent, coach you up to be a Hall of Famer. But Gil Brandt, you know, had all this kind of knowledge and stuff, and that's what made him a good broadcaster when he got out of the game and yeah. he did it so long because his information was endless. And you wonder how he uh, – uh, remembered all that information is, you know, and, and then, you know, I came in in 73. The first thing I had to learn after I made the team was how to read a computer printout. Okay. This is in 1973. <laughs>
13: you
12: know, The computer printouts were about biggest, you know, some of the players, I mean, they were huge, but you know, we're studying tendencies of our opponents back then that Gil Brandt implemented that. And in doing that, he learned about all the uh, – he didn't just have this stuff accumulated and printed out and give it to Coach Landry. He was learning it and studying it himself, you know. That's why when you saw him during Cowboy football games, where was he? He wasn't in no press box. He was standing on the sideline like yeah. an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And everybody say, yeah, he ain't doing nothing. But, no, he was doing something. What he was doing, he was charting the plays down in distance, hash marks, all these different things. He probably even put the weather conditions down, the wind blowing in, the way the flag was blowing in, stuff like that. And then I found out later when I was coaching, that information he was charting on that, that notebook pad, uh, that legal pad, uh, Coach Landry in the meeting was asking for that. He says, where's the pad so I can chart the plays as I watch them, you know, and break down the films. So he was doing valuable stuff there on the sideline that people don't even realize. They just thought he was there for show. But that led to more knowledge about our our players, more knowledge about all the other players around the league. And, and you couple that with just what he knew, period, uh, because uh, he was so intent on knowing everything about everybody. Uh, you know, that made him a good broadcaster and why he was able to do it so long and do it so well. And that's why I say even though he's gone at ninety one, there's still so much knowledge in that head, you know, that it's gone too soon. Because we we wanna we want to uh delve into that a little mm-hmm. more. You want to hear more from him.
1: You know? It, it, and, it's uh, like, I
12: guess that'll be never ending, guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, players would get mad at Tex. I don't know if they ever viewed Gill like that, because Gill wasn't always doing the contracts, was he? He was recommending who the players needed to be. He might have offered, he might have given you your offer. But uh, Tex, there was some, there were some tough ones that were. it took a while to get past. There were some negotiations. So Tex wasn't always beloved. I mean, by a lot of you guys, maybe he was. But he wasn't always that way. I guess Gil, it was a little different with him, right, because he was bringing in the players.
12: Gil, Gil, Gil was doing all the negotiations. Okay? text was the final set. Okay. And the reason I know that because uh, going into my last season, I was going to hold out. Okay? And I was talking all this noise. I, ain't going I went to training camp because I always thought it's important. If a lot of these players hold out and they stay at home. Well, they forget about you. Okay? Because it's business as usual. in training camp just without you. So I wanted to be there. I wanted to show them what they – would miss if I didn't sign this new contract and the new extension I was, uh, I was asking for. And I was threatening, and after we left training camp, I said, this might be it for me and all this kind of stuff. And Gil wasn't budging. My agent uh, at the time, uh, uh, David Falk, uh, he wasn't budging. And so we get back to Dallas, and we're getting ready to play this preseason game, and we're at the practice field working out. Tex comes over there. He comes up to me and says, hey, you want to get this done? I said, yes. The next hour, okay? The next hour, I had my contract done, okay?
13: <laughs> so Gil did a
12: lot of the legwork,
13: okay? <laughs> and
12: all that, being the tough guy, to, you know, and trying yeah. to hold down the salaries, which he did great at. And Matt, when I retired from the Calvary and got into business and sold headwork for 23 years, hmm. a lot of the lessons I learned from Gil Brandt in negotiating and dealing with player personnel and business personnel and stuff like that. Those lessons I applied in my business life after football. You know, I learned a lot yeah. about marketing from Ran. I learned a lot about marketing from Ran. I learned all about personnel and negotiating and uh, all that from uh, uh, Gil Brent and then yeah. from Coach Landry, learning how to manage a team, leadership, and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't go to Harvard Business School. I didn't even take business courses at Tulsa. I was just trying to get through. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I got a, I got a PhD in this yeah.
1: education
12: being around those Dallas Cowboys, including being around Gil Brandt, So that's yeah. why, you know, in my hall speech, I was indebted to Gil Brandt yeah. for having well, the innovation of system to, mm-hmm. to throw out a lot on the wall and give a guy like Drew Pearson and Cliff Harris a chance. And uh, if he if that system wasn't in place then uh, Matt you would never heard of me you know I would have been one of those lost players that played four years at Tulsa and then went on to coach <laughs> somewhere and whatever you wouldn't have <laughs> me on your radio show today I know that <laughs>
1: yeah I'd like but to Matt, think I Drew I'd, I we would have met somehow but I'm glad you did go on to have that amazing Hall of Fame career Drew thank you. Uh, a, a tough day, but also a day to celebrate an amazing innovator, someone in the NFL. Drew, I appreciate it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.
12: You got it anytime. Thanks, Matt.
13: Listen.
1: You bet. There he goes, Drew Pearson, who usually ends with a a hut hut, but uh, a little bit of more of a somber uh, day today. We got the uh, University of Houston Athletic Director Chris Pesman joins us next. Your
8: leader in high school
1: sports,
0: ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> This Go Conley Coaches show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union.
15: After the final buzzer last Friday, the Conley Cadets had a 64-13 win over Mahaya. Coach, just what went right for your offense against the Black Cats?
16: Uh, well, kids, uh, you know, on some of our base stuff, they just executed it well. You know, uh, we made a lot of other mistakes in, area- in just other areas. Uh, but overall, offensively, we executed our game plan.
15: Must have two players rush for over 100 yards, 450 yards rushing. Got to be happy with what your offensive line did in blocking for those guys.
16: Yes, sir. You know, uh, that's probably one of our uh, strong points this year is our O-line. Uh, they've been doing it real good. And we just we're excited to see, you know, kind of how they finish on the year. We expect a little bit of the same thing out of Kiefer this year.
15: And we got a couple other guys that can carry that ball too. Defense held Mahaya to just 13 points. Who stood out on that side of the ball?
16: Uh, one of our linebackers, Jalen Petty, he did an outstanding job. He was our uh, defensive MVP of the week. And he's kind of one of those kids. He just does his job. You know, he's where he's supposed to be. And he's probably the best tackler on the whole team.
15: Special teams contribute to the scoreboard, any?
16: Yes, they did. We got, uh, I believe it was around a 30 yard field goal by Brian Balsadua. um, First year on
15: varsity. He's got a good leg on him. We're excited to see that. Well, next up is that backdoor war with the La Vega Pirates. They too have an outstanding running game. How do you slow that down?
16: Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, they're good. they're They're a much improved team from last year. Very probably one of the best coach teams in Central Texas. Uh, Donnie Hyde and his staff do a, a tremendous job over there. And they got a new add-on this year, you know, with uh, Junior Thornton, who was at Midway last year playing quarterback for him. You know, you got to contain that quarterback, and you got Bryson Rowland, who, that young kid, he runs tough, and he's fast, and he can go. And the big offensive line, and so we got some stuff that we're putting in this week, and we're going to practice on, and we're going to have to tackle a little bit better overall as a team. Uh, but we got to slow down those two for sure. ESPN Central Texas.
13: Everything we do, we do for you.
10: Are you looking for a new set of wheels? First Central Credit Union Auto Financing offers fast, complete coverage. Competitive rates and flexible terms make for a win in financing your next vehicle. A quick online application makes it easy to score the money you need at FirstCentralCU.com. Everything we do, we do for you.
11: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member in CUA.
17: Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com.
8: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios
18: in business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, vision short and long-term disability life insurance 401k and more full-time positions offer 40 plus hours per week hourly employees are paid weekly at alamo steel they believe in above average pay to attract well-qualified individuals apply in person monday through friday eight till five at 2784 old dallas road one block off interstate 35 in Lacey lakeview
8: to the matt mosley show on espn central texas
1: on matt mosley matt mosley show drake toll aaron sexton chris pesman joining us the uh, athletic director university of houston and uh, chris we're just talking to drew pearson a great cowboy we're thinking right now of the oilers with what you guys are doing to celebrate the city in that team but uh welcome to the show man there are a lot of exciting things as you will get ready to tee it up saturday
6: yeah it's time to go matt it, this is it man this is the <laughs> time of year we're we're all excited for you know it's it feels like it's i wish it was friday already and then really saturday but this you know the thursday the games start i mean this is it man high school football started this is the best time to be in the state of texas that's for sure
1: now who conceived of this love you blue I mean, that looks awesome. I mean, the, the pinstriping, the striping on the side of the piping, we like to call it, and the jerseys and everything, that is tapping into some history. And uh, that's going to bring even more than just Cougars fans. You know, that's oh, the city yeah. of Houston. That's Oilers fans from around. And I'm, I'm curious who your number 34 is. I should look at the roster. Won't that be? You need to have a big running back, uh, at least for this game, wearing the number 34, Correct. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to find
6: somebody with some of those old Donzi shoulder pads that we all <laughs> used to wear when we were, you know, in first grade or, or freshman in high school. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, this we've been working on this for a couple of years, and with between the pandemic and supply chains, we couldn't get the the, the jerseys in here. And you know, they came in probably we knew that we were going to get them this summer, and we've been kind of sitting on it, trying to figure out which game we wanted to roll them out for, but. You know, with us going into Big 12 and our first game being a, a, a team from Texas, it just felt uh-huh. like a, a natural to roll them out this weekend and and really to try our, and tie ourselves back into the city even more so. Because I mean, I grew up here in town, and and the mm-hmm. police cars used to be that baby blue. The friggin' helicopters used to be that color. They used that color all over the city, <laughs> and it, and obviously the Oilers wore it. It just it was a, just a, a way to try to tie ourselves back to the city and have something that everybody could get fired up about. Now I got to tell you, Matt, the response—I I was expecting a really overwhelming response. It's been even better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have to figure out a way to keep this going. I think.
1: Can you can you get Dana to put on a cowboy hat? And I mean, it's probably a little warm for a sheepskin type jacket, but I mean, Dana in a cowboy hat down there. And I know we can't trick it up too much, but boy, wouldn't that be something? And and uh, well, yeah, to have that,
13: <laughs>
6: yeah, it's funny you say that. I uh, somebody sent me a, one a gif or something of uh, of Coach uh, of uh, uh, Coach Phillips with the hat and the fur coat and everything. I was like, man, I'd pay money to put him in that. <laughs> but, Dana, Dana, will step out of the out of his comfort zone a little bit, but that might be a little bit too much for him. <laughs>
3: uh, Chris uh, Drake Toll here, one of the new additions to the Mosley Show. Man, I, I see that the end zones will be blue this week. The, the jerseys, UTSA, obviously with uh, votes in the AP poll, they're a big, big team, and it's a huge non-conference game. All, all that boils down to is this: the most excitement you can remember about a Houston football team going into a season, with all things considered.
6: Yeah, you know, look, I've been back here. This I'm starting my sixth year here. I would I would tell you just honestly, probably the year when Tom was here and they had all those guys coming back, and then we kind of stubbed our toe. But you know, right now today, yeah, I mean, we're we're mirroring that that same the same numbers, the same excitement, the same energy around the city. I mean, this is it, man. People are excited. We we're going to be close to a sellout on on Saturday. We're over uh, seventy. 600 new season tickets sold going into the year. I mean, just there's so much energy and excitement around it. And it's because we're playing teams that people grew up watching. I mean, getting obviously UTSA is a newer program, but it's from the state. But you think about getting it being able to get in a car and drive up and play Baylor, which is 90 miles away, you know, getting to play TCU here week three. That's what our fans grew up with and really resonates <sighs> in the community and what gets us excited. I mean, I can't wait.
1: What's that relationship like with those Baylor folks? You know, Mac came from Houston. Jeremiah Dickey was at Houston. He's now at Boise State. Uh, there were folks that with you still at Houston, but I imagine there's some great friendships that have uh, remained over the years. Although I didn't like one of our basketball players ending up on Kelvin's team. Okay? I did not <laughs> I did not appreciate that, Chris. <laughs>
6: um, the relationship with Mac and, and Jeremiah and the, and the crew that's been through here has been great. Um Jeremiah and I, we talk, you know, probably about every other week about scheduling. And, and Mac has been, I was the football ops guy when Mac was the athletic director here. So it's been very familiar, which is great, especially as you a new person coming in an 80s room. But but I'll be happy to say that LJ is here on our basketball team and, and we're not giving him back. That kid can play and we're very <laughs> excited to have him here, to say the least. <laughs>
3: Hey Chris, uh, I, I, this whole expansion thing obviously has been massive, and one of the questions we posed to Mac earlier this week, I think, so intriguing, is talk about teams that are making thirty million, some forty, some fifty. When it comes to Houston and Houston Athletics, what's the difference in $10 ten million, thirty million? What does this truly do being in the Big
6: Twelve? Well, I, I mean, in real terms, I mean, it allows me to keep a guy like Coach Sampson. You know, a couple years ago. Um coach had we were working through when we had our first real uh sweet sixteen run, coach had some options and we were able to kinda like string it together and make it work. And at that point we weren't certain that conference realignment was gonna go our way and we were really extending ourselves financially and really putting ourselves in, you know, I don't want to say uncomfortable position, but because you've got somebody that is as good as coaches and frankly a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best in the business. And you know other places have deeper pockets, but he saw the value of staying here, and we were able to keep him. But now, as we sit here, be able to keep him going and invest in the staff and get assistance that you can keep and hold on to and I'm just giving you one aspect of it: we get a lift across the whole spectrum of our department this when I got here again uh a little over five years ago now, our operating budget was just under fifty million going into this fall we will be at ninety eight million and that just that's the delta in us having guys like Kelvin, Dana, um, other coaches that we have on our staff, the way that we can reinvest in our student-athletes, it gives us a chance now to be on equal footing as we try to compete.
1: What's the next big thing that you're working on or building, We all seem to have to have things that are being constructed at all times on college campuses. And Dana does not hold back, does he? Dana's, no. Dana will let you know that he would like to see uh, more things built and that type of thing. He's not shy about that sort of thing. What direction are you all headed in that respect?
6: Yeah, great question. Uh, right after this season, uh, we break ground on a new $140 million football operations center that will go in the end zone of our stadium and be adjacent to our indoor practice facility. It'll also add about 900 new premium seats, um, new fan amenities that will help improve our game day experience. But to your point, you know our day-to-day here is okay. It's not good enough for who we're competing against in the, at a P5 level or in the Big 12. And this will get us at, on equal footing or better uh, with everybody we're competing against. And really allow us then to focus on the efficiencies that we're able to gain with that building and the way that we're able to take care of our kids but what's really cool about it is we've got this massive Olympic facility that now we free up all the football space that we can truly make it a kick-ass Olympic facility. And so we'll get the football building done, and as soon as that we get football out of here, we'll turn our attention into our Olympic sports. So we got a lot of building to do, and um, it's, but it's all good. This is everything we've asked for and everything we'd hoped for, and we're willing to take on that challenge, excited to.
3: Chris, obviously, Houston coming to the Big 12, there was a lot of excitement. You got Dana Holgerson's going to be the biggest show in the conference, and then, bam, Deion Sanders, Colorado, those four Pac-12 teams. How, what's the feeling of a team that's now coming into the league when you got four others who are taking some of that some of that spotlight?
6: You know, it, it it doesn't bother me. It's In fact, I'm really excited about the addition of four schools because of what it means for the Big 12. I mean, you think about all the – the tree alignment, all the fluidity that we've had with the schools and the leagues, and now you sit here and you look with those four schools coming in next year, and how it just it, it reinforces the stability of the Big Twelve. And for that, I, I'm, I you know, you got to look more on the horizon of what it means for us, and maybe not the immediate, you know. Uh, I don't want to say hit just because they take some of the uh, attention off of the new schools coming in with us in central Florida, Cincinnati, and BYU, but it's okay, man. This is for everybody's best interests. It's a win for the league. It's a win for every school in the league. It, this is, this is setting us up for great growth. And what I'm really, Excited about is how it'll allow us at the University of Houston to continue to grow our brand and to continue to grow. You know where we're competing for championships and look in the American, we were a really successful athletic department. We we were we won at least four championships every year for the last eight years. That's going to be a tougher sled as we get into the Big Twelve. We we got to grow into that, but it, I, it's a challenge we're willing to take,
1: especially with the strength of, of the additional schools that are coming in and now with the sixteen schools we'll have in a year. I'm glad you're getting some revenue and you're not having to do what SMU is trying to do and just say, hey, our donors will cover about 200 million if you'll let us into the conference. You know, there may be a ramp up thing, but you guys are going to arrive and we'll soon, you know, have an equal seat at the table. And uh, I do think that feels like although it's interesting to see. I mean, it's it's uh, impressive from their donors that they're willing to step up and do something like that.
6: Yeah, kudos to, to SMU and Rick, uh their athletic director of the fan base. Rick and I, you know, being in the American together and then working, you know, all of us with realignment, everybody has their, you know, their ears up when it was happening for us when we got in. And Rick and I talked a couple of times about it. You know, there was we had kicked around some at Houston some ways that we could try to take a similar approach if we were in the in a similar position where that was necessary. But having working through that transition right now, I mean it's it's a lot more money than what people think it, it, it is a it's a heavy lift as you're trying to grow into this because not only are you thinking about okay i've got to make up the revenue to match and look like everybody else but your expenses are growing (laughs) i I use the analogy our our revenue is growing at like a 45 degree angle but your expenses go at a 90 degree angle and it's (laughs) it and it's how do you reconcile those two things as you're trying to invest and grow your programs and be competitive and we all know football and basketball have to win because that drives the revenue bus but then you turn and you look into your olympic sports and you're trying to like put hold them off until you can get to a point where you can really grow into that and it's it's hard to do when when you're when somebody's funding that and it's not coming from the conference and because if those sports don't have success then those those revenue streams can disappear so uh, kudos to them for stepping up but it's it, it's <laughs> going to be a heavy lift and they just got to be prepared for, it's going to take a little bit until they can get that off the, off their donors and start absorbing them themselves
3: Chris, I uh, I don't know if you have any luncheons with Brett Yormark planned here soon, but if not, I'll be the guy who says I see Texas on the schedule. See, they're coming to Houston, so if you and Dana could do us all some favors, man, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs>
6: yeah, I think I think Brett said it, and I know Dana probably doubled down or did double down on it earlier this week about his <laughs> uh, his his uh, his lack of love for Texas and a And M. But he's not alone. Uh, you know, it's um, in that sentiment at all. It's um, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun when Texas rolls in here uh, in October, and um, I can't wait for where we are and where we are in the season and see this team progress as we get ready to Well, really focus on UTSA this weekend because they're a load, and, and we get TCU here week three, which is our first Big 12 game, which is going to be through the roof with excitement. This whole season with the teams that are coming in here is just a dream schedule for us and really cannot be more excited for what's coming.
1: All right, in the uh, "Love You Blue." By the way, can um, can fans purchase any of those? I, I would think if you're going to roll out an awesome looking thing like that, you might you might be able to sell a few of those in the in the bookstore or at the games. How are y'all How are y'all handling that?
6: It, it's coming through licensing. Um, so okay. we we hit some roadblocks with getting this approved through the campus, but uh, it, to maximize our revenue potential with this. We knew this was going to be big i don 't think anybody foresaw the social media and the overwhelming response and how it connected us again back to the city. It has been awesome. I mean, just Barstool sports their national Twitter account was like, "This is our favorite uniform ever <laughs> and I was like, "How cool is that <laughs> so the you know, this is we're going we're going get this done. It was too good of an idea to sit and wait for the birch to get in because there were some other teams or maybe some other people that were angling for it. And I was like, we got to get this done and and tying it back into our first Big 12 game. And, and on top of that, it's the, I didn't even know this, but the city's birthday was this week as well, 187 years. So there's all these things that just kind of started layering in that we were like, we got to do this now. Because if we sit on this, it's going to get out. We'll lose kind of our own narrative with it so the merch is coming
1: i can promise you that (laughs) chris pesman the uh, houston athletic director uh was mac did he have as good a sport coat game back when you were working with him as he does now i mean he really puts some pretty nice stuff out there in terms of the designs and everything Uh, or was he more of like a cougar red just keeping it pretty basic back in the day
6: no, Mac. He, he he stepped out of his. He certainly is outside of my comfort zone with some of his pace. I I can't pull it off. The plaid on plaid things like that. But he's uh-huh. he's out there, man. It's impressive. I'm trying to figure out my own little angle here that so I can have some signature apparel. But Mac, he
1: yeah. he's the. Uh, him and Delconi in the league, we'll just let them uh, fight it out. Yeah, you could do. You're a former player. You can like wear a hoodie or, or look like really cool and stuff <laughs> like that. So you're fine. You can, yeah. you can, uh, yeah, you can, you can do all that. I'll bust out the '80s trucker hat. That's when I'm out uh, in. In a dip, that, I'm, I'm good there. <laughs> all right well chris that was a that was a lot of fun and uh, good luck saturday and really appreciate you doing this today and congrats on all the unbelievable feedback that y'all been getting on these uniforms and everything about uh, y'all entering the big 12.
6: well fellas i appreciate you having me on this is um it's been a labor of love to get to this point and we're really again i keep saying it we couldn't be more excited to be here but we're just not excited to be here. We're excited for the journey that we're on, and I appreciate you having me on and look forward to talking to you guys some more and look forward to a great year.
1: We'll see you in person soon. There he goes. Uh, Chris Pesman, uh, the uh, uh, the AD at the University of uh, Houston, and, uh, man, that's fun. Fun to visit with him and fun to think about the excitement around these new teams and then, of course, the new teams coming in in 2024. And, uh, and, Drake, I kind of liked what you asked him about that. Uh, because it is a little strange to be the new teams and everybody's supposed to be excited about you and then all the talk is about Dion and everybody else so uh, I thought he handled that really well and I think he understands that for the stability of the league adding these four teams the four corner schools is a good thing no matter what Kyle Whittingham has to say and we'll deal with Kyle next week I mean who knows I mean this, this role that we're on, um, we're, we're going to have just about everybody we can have on. And uh, Kyle Whittingham may be joining us next week. It is the Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. We will now go racing into the 4 o'clock hour. And Drake has some more interesting Big 12 thoughts on upsets. Excited to hear this. It's next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas
8: online at CentexSportsFan.com.
19: Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, Lotus Energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., the only coffee shop in China Spring, Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway.
20: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
8: Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the
11: web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center. 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cnccollisioncenter.com and find them on Facebook. Are you ready to
0: have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust.
13: Of the
2: road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
7: Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to wet your appetite. Serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver. Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. Thank <laughs> you
0: need help with investments or insurance how about retirement let colby witt at witt financial group help secure your today and your tomorrow making financial decisions isn't easy that's why witt financial group can help understand what's right for you specializing in 401k rollovers insurance planning and saving tax dollars through strategic planning call witt financial group today at 254-723-5471 that's 254-723-5471 witt financial group located in waco don't wait call today
8: from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, here's the Matt Mosley Show. What a show it's been so far. Drew Pearson, the legend. I mean, Drake, that is kind of cool, man. Yeah, well, it's a um, tough act to, to follow. That To get we were, to talk to that Pearson, guy. Yeah. And I know Aaron, you know, we've all grown up um, Cowboys fans and yeah. worshiping guys like Drew Pearson. And so pretty pretty amazing when you get to visit with him. And he's just a great, great guy. And fortunate enough to have known him for a long time now. And then Chris Pesman yeah. from uh, University of Houston. I thought he was good. And he just was awesome. Neat, yeah, he
11: was really just a good.
1: Ne- wasn't he a cool dude? I mean, just you never know. Sometimes I'm sure ADs can be kind of stiff. We're fortunate Mac yesterday is candid, uh, says compelling things, is interesting. I don't think that is every AD. Yeah. Uh, this guy just seemed cool. Did you hear him say kick ass? He did say <laughs> kick ass. Well,
2: and you could tell how excited <laughs> he is to be in the Big 12. Yeah. And not just about how much mm-hmm. the finances affect their athletic department, which he's obviously super excited That's about good. that as well. But, yeah, they're they are so incredibly happy to be in the Big Twelve, and that makes me happy as a Big Twelve fan.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for them and uh, UTSA, and I I like those uniforms. Yeah, I mean, I'm no Oilers fan, but the love you blue Oilers jerseys are kind of neat. Mm-hmm. All right, I grew up a Cowboys fan, so and the Cowboys didn't really care. The Oilers fans hated Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans didn't really care about the Oilers. It, it, you know, there weren't that many matchups. It was most like the preseason governor's cup or whatever they would have. You agree with that, Aaron? I just didn't I mean I I kind of love the jerseys and I loved Earl Campbell.
2: No. And I, I like some
1: of those. Yeah.
2: I, yeah, I think that's a hundred percent spot on. I, I was a huge Earl Campbell fan. I rooted for the Oilers when they didn't play the Cowboys. But Oilers fans hate and still hated and continue to hate the Cowboys, whereas we liked, I think most Cowboys fans like the Oilers, but it was more like that annoying little brother. You know, like, I want him to do well, but he's not going to do better than I am.
1: Yeah. I think about Earl, and then when I was in college, I want to say, at some point they had a guy from Notre Dame, uh, Alan Pinkett, and then, of course, Warren Moon, but also one of my heroes as a kid, Cody Carlson. Huge Baylor quarterback, and that was so cool. And then I remember the quarterback, Dan Pastorini. I don't know if any quarterback's ever been beat up as much as he was, but it'd just be kind of fun to watch UTSA roll in there and play a team (coughs) in oiler jerseys. Now, he said they had some licensing things. I think I would have had that thing lined up and ready to roll, and I bet they tried. They just couldn't quite get the licensing like they needed it, but uh, there will be merch and those things will sell like crazy. I just wish they could do it this week. I mean, that would be uh, that would be nice. Now, I'm kind of peeking through uh, the schedules in the Big Twelve. And uh, Drake, you have something, and I believe this will be featured on the Locked On uh, the Big Twelve Locked On podcast. And I mean, there was a young man that used to do that, and he said something, you know, made a mistake, and they called upon Drake. And Drake just stepped in there, and apparently has been doing really strong numbers. And I'm also happy to tell you and Aaron, of course they they don't want us to know this, guys. And and Drake, I'll let you have, even though this I think these happened before you joined us, but I you're you're a member of the team, so I want you to be able to do a touchdown dance as well. But the ratings that have come in for this show are like off the charts. I was blown uh, away, including including, uh, yeah, including, uh, yeah. So, I again, I don't know what I'm supposed to. We used to be able to brag on those when I was in Dallas. They wanted us to tell. And yeah. we should be able to tell all our sponsors, hey, guess what? Everybody's listening to this show. And, of course, John Morris' show and then the the uh, press box at noon with Ward White. So, uh, it, it, I like being able to say that, that yeah. uh, things are going extremely well. And, Drake, don't mess this up, okay? All right. You have arrived, and you need to just kind of – we need to con- continue on this trajectory. I don't think you will. In fact, I think okay. you're adding to our, uh, wow. our success. Yeah, that, that's yeah, the first you,
3: compliment you've given me.
1: No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm very supportive. Only took two weeks. Only took two weeks. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very supportive of your work. Um, okay, I want to look at this though, Drake. You've kind of you've come up with a list of the five uh-huh. biggest upsets in the Big Twelve, and and, and you're going to start. Do you want to? Which way do you want to go? Do you want to start with, I your start goal with this the, one? This, or do you want to start with the one that's kind of like not, yeah. you know, not as huge uh, stepping out on the limb? I'm going to start with the ones where you go, oh, yeah, I'll
3: watch that okay. game. We'll
1: see what happens. Like So okay.
3: the first one here, I th- I think Kansas behind a really good quarterback and a really good running back. By the way, they are the preseason All-Big 12 quarterback and running back. They go beat Illinois in non-conference now this is illinois obviously is going to be favored i think it's a home game for them kansas they bring the (laughs) offense in one of the worst defenses in the big 12 but it doesn't matter see kansas is going to upset illinois now matt i can only imagine how you react to that is okay cool that's not one of the more uh i'll say fluffy
1: picks that i have yeah no i like you just kind of having my reactions for me yeah (laughs) would you disagree Thank you for your input. I just you know quick and easy to get in and out. And, uh, no, I that's I like it. I like it. Bielema, not not a huge Belama guy at Illinois. Big guy. I like big dudes that um, aren't trying to you know right. uh, impress us with with all their little tight hoodies, but. Uh, <laughs> I like I like bigger coaches, okay? I relate to them better. But I, I Matt, I'm what are a... you talking about? <laughs> Matt, what are you saying right no, now? I do. I just admire people like that... Mark Mangini, Mangino. No, they, he's too. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Okay. Like... wait a He was dangerously big. He's too. I like people like. A... <laughs> uh, I like people like Gary Patterson, who's just what? kind of a little. You have a category. Yeah a little more fl- yeah. the fluffy coaches you like I, not too big I, not too I small call them fluffy I just like guys that have a little girth to you know have a little <laughs> have a little weight I mean that, I, what? I don't like I don't like guys that are like 165 I don't want my coach to look you like, don't Kevin like Cliff you don't no. like Kingsbury uh-uh. you don't like Dave Aranda no. you don't like Dave Aranda he's no, too he's, skinny for you I like him but he is pretty good. Could have thin. some girth, yeah. No, I got it. I got no, I it. like him, but I like like a Gus on Sam Pittman. Joey's kinda like me. Joey's a little bit more like you know, Joey'll eat a taco here and there. What and, is this um, conversation we got into? The yeah,
4: physique well, be,
1: of coaches. I don't know. I don't I, I don't really know either, to.
13: Matt.
1: I'm fine doing it. I don't oh. really have any problem with it. Like Gundy is too thin. Gundy wears right. real tight stuff, and so I don't like him. Uh, I don't really know Satterfield, although he kinda you know I like. I haven't that seen him Neil, shirtless. So you're yeah. Well right. I don't care about that, but I kinda I like that West Virginia guy even though he's about to get fired. Neil Brown's he's an appropriate kind of a, weight for you. He's a good yeah, weight for just, you. He just looks like a guy that would have one of those fishing shirts. Okay. Like a Columbia type shirt. He just seems like a guy that's always out there looking to fish. Mossy like Oak. Like yeah. that. <laughs> looking for a job too. <laughs> it's right. I I mean I hope I hope Dave Aranda hires okay. him. I like I like the guy. We I need really to. Do. He's just not a good head coach. We need to do a coach's physique yeah. power ranking. Like Venable's at some point is. And I'll react. Venable's that's is emaciated. Venable's is too thin. Skeleton and man. It, it doesn't look healthy. Right. And that's the way Kevin Still was. And you don't like. like I that. knew. I knew right away. I was like, we don't want somebody who's running marathons. Matt Rule had a gut. Are. Matt Rule had a yeah. He had the he had the nah, yeah was, yeah a little bit a little bit. You're he gained right. Some more yeah. in the NFL. So, I related to him more, Uh and I'm a guy that might wear one of those smocks just to hold everything in. Okay. In fact, I would not, I kind of, I'm kind of, those Spanks interest me. Hold on. What? (laughs) I kind of interested in just something that really, really reduces any. Male Spanks. You're a big fan of Spanks on males. I've been seeing commercials on this. Are you gonna Are you gonna yeah. get one? Or are no, you going No, I don't have. I probably won't do it. Okay. But okay. I I think that I wouldn't like fault somebody for doing that because I think it I think it actually kind of works. Yeah. Like, I but. think if I walked into the press box, that's so unhealthy. And I, I had those on. Everybody was like God. Mosley's lost some weight. It's like a corset. And they but they wouldn't know that I had like something you know biting into my skin. Do you do you look at every person and immediately think, hmm, that person's a weight that I like? No, no, it's more every like just coach. coaches and stuff. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. I don't care. Like, so when I really we get in the
3: press box, you don't look across
1: at me and go, hmm. No, I don't judge people. That it's just more like coaches. I don't. You okay. I, don't tr- I for the most coaches part, I don't trust. I don't trust most like real thin people. Oh, like that that they they concern me. All right, continue. <laughs> who do you um? Oh who do yeah, you have? I forgot. I got to get into this list. Um, got, now the first one was it was semi interesting, right. but you're going to kind of build up to a huge finish, yeah. and I've 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 gotten in the way of that. What what do you have for us next? I have got
3: Texas Tech beating Oregon in the non conference at home game is in Lubbock. I expect it to be at night. Oregon's got uh, Bo Nix at quarterback, who I've never been that impressed by, and they 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 built. A, you see the billboard they put on the side of a building for Bo Nix and Eugene. I think Texas Tech ruins that party. I know Aaron's not very high on Tech this year. A lot of people aren't. I think Tech's going to be good. They're they're in the nine ten win range for me under Joey McGuire, who has a great physique. I've got Texas Tech taking out Oregon and
1: their skinny coach in an upset. Do you now wait. Who remind me? Who Lanning? Is that Dan Lanning? It is Dan. He's a pretty thin guy. I didn't. I can't remember what he looks like. Honestly, I think that Dillingham's thin. I think all our new people. Dion's thin. All the new four corner schools. Uh, I don't. Whittingham's just kind of. <sighs> Whittingham just kind of bugs me. Dan, Lanning I don't know is what he is. Two hundred and twenty pounds. So. What? <laughs> 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 Where did you find his weight list? I, I have sources, Matt. I just call. I call people. Aaron, do you like that pick though? Tech going out there to Eugene, in the land Home, of Nike. Lubbock. Lubbock. Well, it's oh, in Lubbock. In Lubbock. Yeah. Sorry. Do you like that pick?
2: I hope. I hope they do beat Oregon. I I think that's good for the conference.
1: Mm-hmm. You know who? If if uh, something happens to Knicks, you know who's next for Oregon? Austin Novosad. All right, Matt. My number
3: three biggest upset in the Big Twelve in twenty twenty three. I've got your fighting Baylor Bears. B A Y L O R beating the Texas Longhorns in week four. UT loses to Alabama. There, The season's done. It's over. No college football playoff. And they come to Waco. Get a big old slap in the face. See you later. Last Texas. Mm-hmm. and this is Matt, this is the last time we will watch Texas play Baylor, probably in our lifetimes. This is the last time we'll see it. It is. And Baylor wins.
1: I think at some point Strike they the probably van. will get back together. But I think you're right. It's going to be a long time. Before that happens, I love the prediction. I I do think Texas, if they play Alabama well, like they did last year, would still be in the college football playoff conversation. I don't think that knocks them out. So I don't think they would report to Waco downcast, as you're suggesting. Uh, but, I mean, I love the pick. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not I, – if I had to pick that game straight up right now, I – I, of course, you know what I want to do, but I would have to pick the Longhorns. Aaron? Well. Oh.
2: Yeah. I'm picking Baylor. Oh! I'm, 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 I'm,
1: <laughs> th-
2: this is, like you said, this is the last one. We, Baylor won the last, won the,
13: yeah, Baylor won the last one at Ford Casey. Five KC. and
3: five in the last ten years against UT, I think. Yeah.
2: I, I just think they end <laughs> the series, well, end the series for the foreseeable future with a win right. this year. I'm I'm holding out hope for that.
3: Now, before we all get excited here, you know, Drake likes Baylor, he's being nice to the Bears. One of my top upsets here, the very next week, Baylor goes to Orlando on a Saturday night, 8.30 kickoff. The bounce house. The bounce house. And it's going to be bouncing and the Bears will lose. You're riding that high. We just beat Texas. And bam, it all comes crashing down. The University of Central Florida Knights, Gus Malzahn, John Rice Plumley, upset the Bears 31-27. to
1: Yeah, I that's a great that's a barn burner. I I need to reach out to Tacker and you, Drake, two of our top sales folks. And I to me that that might be one we although I gotta look at the schedule because I I also have high school I have my plane ticket. I have high school duties. What do you how are you handling that? Are you gonna Are you going to fly out that morning, Saturday morning?
3: the kind folks in Provo are flying me out to be on BYU game day on that Friday against Cincinnati. (laughs) So they're going to put me on a little plane, fly me into Provo. I'm going to say some stuff in front of the game day folks, and then they're flying me to Orlando. What?
1: What what is, I don't understand, what game day? Like, who is this? ESPN does a college, does a, a BYU game day thing. And and you have somehow ingratiated yourself ingratiated? into the Mormons, the LDS. No, it's a fine word. I'm just saying I did not oh, know of your of of your connection with yeah. the LDS community. That is really interesting. A guy named Helen. Well, yeah, he DM me, and I told him I said, "Look,
3: I'll I will uh, skydive out of a plane on your <laughs> on your college game day video."
1: He what said, "What are you going to do it? about?" Does this mess with uh, China Spring? Ah, what not I talk about? What did I have to talk about that part? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we need to kind of look in, look at that. The My young goodness. Cameron Stewart will get the no, tab. No, no. You better, you better go down the hall and have some conversations before you start planning to do this. All right, what do you have next? I'm All very right. intrigued.
3: Last one. Last one of the five. This one's the craziest. Speaking of those Cougs, BYU, in one of the last three weeks of the season, hosts Oklahoma night game, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I don't think Oklahoma's going to be that good and at this point in the season, this might be a five-point spread. BYU gets it done. Kalani Sitake takes out Oklahoma, puts a bad taste in the Sooners' mouth before they go to the SEC. They were bad last year. They're going to be 8-4 and four this year.
1: I mean, we have seen how tough of a place that is to play. And you're saying the, the Sooners are going into Provo for that one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that I like that. I kind of like it. Although I think this is a bounce back for OU. If I recall correctly, you've got OU, yeah, going eight and four. That's right. But with a five and four conference record, is that is that oh, correct? Yeah,
3: their non conference is a joke. It's a joke. They're already ready for the SEC.
1: I want OU in its last year to play in that bowl game the Bears played in that last yeah, year. Yeah, the Armed Forces Bowl. I want them to be at TCU. I saw a projection today. That I want it to be nine degrees, and I, I want the Sooners to get to experience that. There I were things I liked about, I mean, the, the military aspect of that I love. I yeah. love how they celebrate the, the military. I do not like being in that stadium ever. No. Like, I don't want to be in there, period. In fact, Neither does anybody else. They can't fill it up. Oh, and you know what they're gonna make they're gonna have us they'll ask us this year to do a pregame show there. That's fine. I would love um, to do I would love to do that with you. Yeah, I just can't I can't I need to do it off campus. Sonny, I can't I I can't go on that campus anymore. The Laquita right, was La Quinta. that your was that your final one? Uh yes. Sonny Dykes
17: okay.
3: also has a gut. I think you would like Sonny Dyke's physique.
1: Oh yeah. Sonny's great. Sonny kinda of is a guy I like to go play golf with or just hang out with. I got no issue with him. Um, I, yeah. So you think all? I I promise all five of these upsets will happen. None of them will be wrong. I I just had a I had one or two for you. I've got UCF going to a place that you for whatever reason fallen in love with Jones AT and T Stadium. Wow. The Red Raiders have, love you because you're picking them to be so high. Uh, I've got UCF going in there November eighteenth. In getting a win, uh, 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 wow in in, why? in Lubbock? Well, that same quarterback you mentioned, I uh, love him, yeah. and I watched Tech. Good friend in about a November game. I can't remember if that was October or November. It might have been. that actually may have been like late October. Just fold like a cheap tent against the Bears. Like they just didn't. Mm. They didn't even come out. It was like, hey, did y'all hear Mahomes is here? Let's all hang out and celebrate Pat Patrick Mahomes. You tell him. And they didn't even. They didn't even show up. Five I mean, interceptions.
3: Baylor, Five Baylor interceptions.
1: Drilled them. And I mean, I think Baylor had like three or four defensive backs named Tevin, and one of those Tevins had a big interception in that game. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of Tevins. It's one also a jevin I
3: believe. There's some Tevins no, and a
1: Jevon. There's, uh, Je- there there's not is. a There is. I had
3: class with him. I had Christian a,
1: scriptures with him. No, there's not a Jevin. I'm sorry. Um what uh? Which one of those guys went to Arkansas, Where the, the team you grew up rooting for?
3: Oh, didn't wa- uh, Al Walcott, Al Fahim oh. Walcott went to Arkansas, and then...
1: Uh, Aaron, you remember how much we loved that guy? Yes. Was he not just greatness? Had the
2: 90-plus yard interception yeah. return for a touchdown that sealed the uh, Sugar Bowl.
1: Oh, that was huge. Yeah. They were going down there to score, and Al said, nah, not on my watch. Sorry, Lane.
2: Tron Jackson's also from Arkansas.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he is. But I think the Bears had somebody else leave. Two DBs. they had two DBs. And I just can't remember which Tevin left us and which. There's like somebody that stayed with us named Lorando Snacks Johnson.
3: Now. Oh, I
1: liked him too. I kind of liked him. And neither of those guys were, I'm going to put this very
3: lightly, great pieces in the locker room. Take that what you will. So and remember, Dave said this. Dave said, remember when he fired Larry Fedora after one year, and he fires uh-huh. DC last year. Like Dave's not afraid yeah. to fire people. Dave, no. Dave fired some players, man. I'm not not saying that applies to these guys at all. Just saying if you're not a if you're not like a person over player, if you're not a buy in guy, this isn't the place for you. And Dave's pretty transparent with that. I respect it. I respect it.
1: Well, we got one guy kind of on the fence on that who's been suspended. But, and we don't have to say, you know, Is but it right? he's, well, yeah. Well, yeah, well we can. I, he's he's awesome. public knowledge. Well, I know, but I kind of hated to, to throw him under the bus. I'm just saying he he seems to be on the, and you know who else was? The guy from LSU that we love so much. Apuika. Uh, he he was kind of on the borderline. He was getting himself in trouble and he got suspended. I mean, our buddy Randolph. What, yeah, when does gorman come back? Do we know? Could be unbelievable. When does he come oh, back? I thought he was.
3: Thought he was back? No, no, he's not playing week one. They've, uh... yeah,
8: they're
1: not. Is that for don't... sure? I yeah, mean, he's listed confirmed. as like he's a... not.
3: He's not listed on the depth all chart. All
1: right. Yeah. Oh, Garmin.
3: But you know, and it's it's public knowledge that the DUI. It's all, and, and you, there are consequences to that. I I yeah. can't. I you can't help him. I can't. I But you can't spare him of the consequences.
1: But he was suspended, and then he got back with the team, and seemingly was doing fine in practice and getting. He was getting, being bragged on. The other yeah. guy that intrigues me. Is this guy Gordon? I, I, Josh, I've got to. No, you're thinking that's an old receiver. There's a last name. There's a guy that Dave started talking about. Aaron, you may remember this. That's a defensive guy, and he may be the backup, either the Jack or the backup star. But he's got, he's got my attention. I thought his last name was Gordon. It may be something else, but it was not somebody we had heard much about. And then in one of those news conferences, Dave just kind of starts going off like, "This guy's been unbelievable." I'll take a look at my depth chart and we'll oh, get you're, into that. You said it's a DB. Um, yes, it's Kyler. It's either, Kyler Jordan. <laughs> no, it's it's like a pass rusher type. I think. Um, I th- I think he plays. He may even play. Not Kyler Jordan. Uh, the Jack. Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, I think he plays what our old buddy um used to play Petrie. Okay, it is uh, <laughs> the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas Drake Toll uh with us till five we're trying to hold on to him before he jets away on one of his junkets his uh his weekend junkets but he'll be with us for the pregame show obviously the espn uh, uh, central texas pregame show uh presented by the office of baylor alumni we've got great pa we've got great food great people uh we got tvs out there to watch some of the other games I mean, you can just kind of look above us. You don't really have to. I mean, you know, if you want to listen to us, great. If you want to just watch the game, it's fine too. I mean, I don't. I'm not someone who needs eye contact. So uh, we have all that coming up. Um, let's uh, let me look real quick because we've gone. Uh, okay, we got a little quick Rangers update. Another disaster there, and then we'll get to Campus Confidential. All that coming up next.
18: This is, this is
1: ESPN Central Texas
17: Hey guys, it's janna with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254 235 or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com
21: boys.com.
20: Hi, this is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV
0: commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking.
20: Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. (laughs) That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford
8: where Our Family family Makes the the difference. Difference. Find sports news, streaming,
0: and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Denise at 254-214-3625. Let's go Rockets!
17: My house has a new.
10: Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you.
11: Remember, NCUA.
8: Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it's Matt Mosley Show. It's been another big one. I mean, we there's certain schools we can't get people from, but then we'll get like the Houston AD, and I mean Drew Pearson. We just get. We had JG. We had GJ Kinney. Yep. And his dad was listening. It's just kind of funny. I mean, you know, if, if one school turns us down. We just go find a bunch of other schools. Who cares? You know, I mean, who cares? If they don't want to come on with us, we'll just go find somebody else. And I'm I'm enjoying all of this. This um, tweet, by the way, guys, that went out, uh, Chris uh, Pesman was on with us. And I guess the beat writer for the Cougars for the Houston Chronicle put something out like Houston AD Chris Pesman on the R- Mosley Radio Show says response to the Oilers-inspired jerseys has been overwhelming, and the merch is coming, okay? And that thing that thing has been, I mean, it, it's already been viewed over 8,000 times, and people are kind of going crazy about it. So I would say the Houston people are fired up. I don't normally think of the, the Cougar fan base as like a huge, exciting-type fan base. But they, they kind of get fired up about things. And uh, they've obviously got a great basketball team. And then I keep looking at this jersey that they, they showed us earlier today, <laughs> the Oilers jersey. And, Drake, you were, you were a wee lad when the Oilers shut it down and I moved don't think to Tennessee. I and, wasn't alive. Okay. K.A., Bud Adams, everybody hated him. Bud moved him to Tennessee in the middle of the night. And, boy, it was a bad, bad time. These uniforms are so fun. It's so cool looking. And they actually even have the piping down the side. So for Cougars fans, um, you'll be able to buy those soon. And uh, look, listen to this, guys. Uh, I'll have to show you this. You all need to look at uh, this. Joseph Duarte is the guy we have on yes. sometimes. I really like him. Um, it says, now all the Cougar needs, to uh, Houston does, is walk out the tunnel with these helmets, and they've got this old 1970s U of H helmet. And it looks so awesome. You know what we need? I was talking to Ward about this the other night, Drake. Uh, Ward may, he's a guy, he's extremely resourceful. So he'll probably come up with something. But if, if, if somebody's listening and has like an old Baylor helmet, now I'm scared. My dad has one from when he played, but I'm scared I would like, leave it out there. I mean, like I don't trust myself with an old Baylor helmet that's that's really sentimental like that. But if anybody doesn't mind, I would like to put that in front of us, Drake, at the right. um at the pregame show. Like right in front of the tie line or the whatever we call that. Oh uh, well, wa- yeah. I and, can make that uh, happen. And then Ward said, like for the tech game, he'll bring his old tech. You know, Ward played at tech, and we'll have like an old tech and an old Baylor helmet. Maybe Baylor could do that for us. I mean they're I mean, my gosh, the Baylor Alumni, Office of Baylor Alumni, Baylor Alumni Engagement, they they, they can do anything. Like Doug Furch can just be like, Paul Thorpe, they can just kind of say, hey, we need some helmets out here, and they'll have him out there in a hurry. But uh, that's something we can think about. Uh, Guys, we'll have Campus Confidential coming up. Another disaster for the Rangers last night. It was a walk-off hit by pitch. Uh, HBP. And our man, uh, you know, in a situation like that that he entered, they did not want to put Chapman in there. It was a bad scene. Bases were loaded, and he just rolls one in there and just pegs the guy. And the Mets celebrated so big. I mean, you know, it was a walk-off. And they went crazy. What What do you all think is the worst, the walk-off walk or the walk-off hit by pitch or the <laughs> walk-off balk? Like what? What's the Walk worst walk-off
2: balk for me? Like, like there's yeah. nothing actually happened except the pitcher yeah. did something wrong.
1: The pitcher never really delivered the ball, right. and then and then the, and then the game's over. I've seen I've seen one of those. Rangers were a part of that. The wa- the wa- the hit by pitch is at least it's a little comical when you hit somebody to end the game. I mean, I not for Rangers fans, of course. But I think the hit-by-pitch is better than the walk-off walk. 2012 Baylor
3: Baseball. Super regional. Bears and Arkansas Razorbacks. Ooh, don't bring that up. Yep. What was it? Max Garner's on the mound. Bam. Walk-off hit-by-pitch. He didn't do it. They took him out. But somebody else did.
1: Dang. Dang. You know Garner's out there listening to us, so let's make sure we don't. I like Max a
3: lot. He threw a great curveball. They called it a ball. That
1: walked in the tying run. I'm not against anything with Max. I also like that kid from. uh, I'll tell you who else listens to us. The guy from that era, actually, he's a little earlier. Max Munson. uh, No, I well, I love him. But this was a guy that didn't really go on to have a big major league career or anything. But he was a great closer, Zane Carlson. Yep, And now Aaron remembers that name. And, Drake, you've heard that name. I have. <coughs> he is a former Highland Park kid, and he was like literally 5'7 or 5'8, kind of like Linsicum. He just could bring it. And he was a great – Baylor had some wonderful closers there for a while. Um, you had – what was that guy's name, Montana or Montemayor or something? Montemayor. That guy. Roy Montemayor. Yeah, Montemayor and then they had Kyle somebody he still may be in the majors somewhere they had Kyle what was that guy's name Kyle, Kyle Davis Kyle he was really good no great closer yeah they've had some tremendous you know uh, Matt, uh relievers you yeah. said tweet I thought you were going to bring up that water thing you see, the, you see the water thing
3: this week that picked up so much traction oh <laughs> For Baylor, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. People were uh, going
3: crazy over this thing. I'm surprised I, I, we haven't I talked felt, about it yet.
1: I, I thought I'd seen that before. Like I thought they used that in the past. The that, water that promo. One, I I like a lot of stuff they do. That one just didn't do anything for me. I, Swinging a I baseball. Didn't understand? Swing and a miss. Huh? <laughs>
20: Swing Swingin'. Yeah, a mess. I just
1: didn't. Again, that social media they do such a tremendous job. What I couldn't understand is like, was that an advertisement for Aquafina, or were they just using a random? Yeah, like have you seen use, that, Aaron? No, I haven't. It, it was, yeah, it was, I don't know. Spare it's yourself. It was, It. it if
3: it's I'm a recruit strange. and I see that video, Matt, I can tell yeah. you what I'm not doing.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that was aimed at recruits. No, but they see that more, stuff. I guess, but they were they were just kind of trying to be funny, and that one was a, a miss. It, it was. Okay. Yeah. They have a lot of hits. They have a lot of hits. I'll tell you what, that Houston one, take a peek at that. Oh, great. Because it's just like. It it looks they, they have it uh the downtown Houston and they're kinda of the city of Houston and, and then all of a sudden the music changes and they put those Oilers uniforms. That's kinda of neat the relationship between Baylor and Houston because and I forgot to bring that up with Chris Pesman, one of my old fraternity brothers, worked with Jeremiah Dickey and Mac at yep. Houston and his name was last name was Collier, and he was a great, great guy, and he was like in finance or something, but they're big you know, they're all big buddies. But uh, I love uh those are good ties and we're glad to have the Cougars. But anyway, Rangers I I don't know what else we can say at this point. They're horrible uh in the bullpen. They had another blown save and I I I did hear an interesting idea today. But Drake I mentioned this to you. I don't think I've said this to you, Aaron. Somebody said could you put a Valdi when he comes back in the bullpen? Because you know he can get outs. He's a great starting pitcher. I mean, I know it's not what he usually does, but you've got nobody back there. You've got nobody you can trust right now <laughs> in your bullpen. Would you think, because Perez is pitching okay. Perez is doing a pretty nice job in the bullpen. Would you think about, instead of putting Avaldi back at starter, would you think about maybe trying to let him get six to nine outs in a game you know, around the seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning. I I don't know. I, I I'd have to look at his velocity and and even think like that may be asking too much to come off the, come off the deal. Aaron, you like that idea at all, or 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 does that does that sound too strange to you?
2: It's a little weird. I don't know. Okay. I have to marinate that
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron will sleep on that and then respond. Uh, all right, it is time for something we call campus confidential let's see what's happening across college football in college athletics that's next
8: your leader in high school sports
9: espn central texas the mcgregor coaches show with mike shields is brought to you by mcgregor general store pascal insurance and real estate
16: Coach, I know a, a tough loss in week one, close football game. Um, Hillsboro had a, a long touchdown pass, like right before the half. Was that a was that a big momentum swing in that ball game?
22: Yeah, you know it really was. We'd come back and we had tied it, and uh, hoping at least to take it to to uh, second half tied. And uh, uh, you know, it was just one of those plays. They threw a a fade and and uh, connected on it. You know, went up halftime up in the game
16: how would you assess i know you you got a young group kind of all around but bubba zacharias quarterback there as a sophomore how did he do on friday
22: you know i think he did good uh i think uh our young kids played good he was over 50 percent passing through for a touchdown with no interceptions. so so that was good sebastian torres led us in rushing with a touchdown and a two-point conversion you know i think defense played good it was just a, a tough close game
16: and you turn your attention to Grosbeck now how much does the preparation change between what uh, the goats do and then what you were facing with Hillsboro this past week
22: yeah they, they do a little bit different um, I mean they can throw the ball a little bit more than uh, Hillsboro did so our defense has to be ready for that. And, and their defense is different than Hillsborough's. They really try to use their speed and move their defense line as opposed to being big, big maulers up front like Hillsborough was. ESPN
8: Central Texas.
7: Your modern day general store is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina feed dealer, and they have deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders. McGregor General Store has a large inventory of new fashionable clothing items for men and women. Serapi collection purses, bags, boots, shirts, and jeans from Wrangler, Ariat, and Cinch, and ladies Ariat boots and Roper shoes. Go by and say hello to Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor and at McGregorGeneralStore.com
10: Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni.
8: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
9: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? I'm Joe Kaleo,
6: business owners deserve financial security and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams.
17: Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary.
8: Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust The Doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give The Doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com.
20: So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The
11: Foundation Doctor will make a
5: house smoke.
11: Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family.
8: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Well, I'm pleased to be your host today and uh, to have uh, such great gentlemen with me in Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton, both just uh, providing tremendous commentary, opinions, thoughts, facts. A lot of, lot of good stuff today from everybody, including our guest, Drew Pearson, earlier. Always a little nervous to put some of these guests out there because I know people look at our guests and occasionally they'll try to go duplicate us. But uh, I just feel like we shouldn't care about that. So today I just said, hey, I don't care. You want to try to get who we got? Go get them. But uh, love having Drew Pearson on, and and uh, Chris Pesman, the AD from the University of Houston. Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential today?
2: Twelve college football games tonight. The premier matchup will be on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Number 14, Utah hosts Florida. One Big 12 team in action as UCF will host Kent in the Bounce House. That's at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports 1.0. Among the other notable games, Matt Rule's first game as Nebraska head coach. He will travel to Minnesota for a Big Ten matchup at 7 o'clock on Fox.
1: Huh I got to say, guys, I was distracted from football last night. I'm I'm excited about college football tonight. Certainly will have my eye on the Utes. I want to see what the backup looks like because there's a chance (coughs) he'll be the one playing against the Bears next weekend. Um, but last night I, and I can't remember if I texted y'all or not. I'm sure y'all were seeing this, that Nebraska volleyball game just blew me away. I mean, I, I was so proud of that fan base and just the women's athletics in general. And, and I mean, I, I know it's kind of a one-off, but I do think they usually get good crowds anyway, but they put like 90,000 people in that stadium to watch an outdoor volleyball game and <laughs> pretty neat i mean that's a great team it, g- apparently a great coach and um drake i i just thought that was a really cool moment for uh women's sports in general yeah. and especially for nebraska
3: i got chills watching the video watching them come out to ninety-two thousand people in that stadium uh and, and i really want to hone in on on the testament to Nebraska fans there are not a lot of universities in the country that would do something like this to such a successful such a successful following so the fact that those fans all showed up for this it was an in-state matchup they played Omaha I think that that was huge as well and what a just what a moment to be in that stadium I envy anybody who was there because it's got to be one of the more special moments in sports history obviously as now the world record. I, every video I've seen from it has has mm-hmm. just been awesome.
1: The only thing is I didn't exactly know where to watch it. I've been watching a lot of U.S. Open tennis. Tonight I'll be watching college football. Um, I didn't have a good grasp of how to take that game in. I just kept watching all the social media and the crowd. I assume that was either the Big Ten Network or, or somebody. I, I felt like that probably should have been on something bigger i mean for that even though it was kind of a one-off deal I, I i really that that deserved to be seen by most of the uh the country but uh yeah it'll be fun tonight to see some of these games and then uh the bounce uh ucf getting started as aaron said uh remind me who that is guys is that like kent state or somebody who's ucf uh rolling up against it is kent state they yes. lost
3: their head coach an entire team this is going to be a very bad football game <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I am kind of impressed with your knowledge of Kent State. Did not uh Matt, I am uh known to wager every now and then on the
3: old pig skin, so I do a lot of research on every team in existence.
1: <laughs> Aaron Drake would have been a good fit like on that team at Iowa State, wouldn't he? <laughs> I would have led the way. <laughs> Deckers. Oh, I had a I was going I had a good Deckers joke on Twitter, but then I thought, man, it's just too it's too much. They've good gotten you, enough Matt. of this. I just held off. Low hanging fruit. Good for you. I held off, but I there was some I there was something I thought, hey, this is kind of a good one, and then I thought, hey, you don't have to do this. Yeah. You can just hold off. And I can't think of that running back's name either. Okay. But uh, I do I do know that um young Drake has the Iowa State Cyclones going 3 and 9, yeah, at best. which has which has infuriated that fan base including Cyclone Larry who is um some kind of social media person who disappeared for a while. Who is that Drake? Uh, Do we know who that is, or is it, that?
3: It's my yeah. burner account. Everybody found it. <laughs> it is me. I am Cyclone Larry. Wow. <laughs> this is how you
1: find out. Oh. I wonder, but he went away for a while. Oh yeah. And Then I feel like he came back. Well, I just don't.
3: I have yeah. a theory. There's a new. There's a new owner of the, the Cyclone Larry account. It's not the same guy. Okay.
1: Yeah. I like. I've tried to get him on. Oh wow, have you actually? Oh yeah, yeah. I I thought it was kind of funny, and I didn't I didn't really understand what was going on, and okay. so I DM'd Cyclone Larry and said, I'd "Love to have you on the show." Yeah, and didn't hear back, and so I guess who Larry knows? Larry big timed you, huh? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It happens. Larry big timed you. I've been big time by bigger people than Cyclone Larry, but I kind of like the I kind of like the idea. It's kind of it's kind of funny. Um. Aaron, what else do you have for us today in Campus Confidential?
2: For the first time since the Pac-12 was gutted by realignment, the 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick met yesterday (coughs) to discuss the future of the college football playoff in a meeting that was described as cordial, but with obviously a backdrop of uncertainty Mm -hmm. looming. No major decisions were made yesterday, though, because the group is still waiting to see what happens with the four remaining Pac-12 teams, <laughs> Cal, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon. Of course, the common thinking is that the six-and-six six model yeah. that is, has been currently adapted with the six <laughs> highest-ranked conference champions followed by the six, next six highest-ranked non-champions making the playoffs will be adjusted down some to a lower number of conference champions with automatic bids at some
1: point, why can't they just meet via Zoom? Like, why do they all fly? Because they don't get a free trip to Dallas. That, with that. well, uh, surely they don't. This time of year, don't they're not dying to come to Dallas where it's a hundred every day. Yeah, no, That's true, and all those guys up up take trips airport.
2: nonstop. Yeah, all year round. Didn't they got to go know. to Arizona. And they I'd gotta rather meet. do Zoom.
1: And uh, they said Phillips from ACC. He did Zoom in. You know who was there? Oh, Kleokoff.
13: Yeah.
1: He, he did show up. Well, I bet that was and,
2: uncomfortable.
1: And they tried to talk to him as he ran out, and he wouldn't talk to anybody. Oh, gosh. He's got a conference of four. I mean, I, you got to feel a tad bit nope. <laughs> bad for George. Well, I just think George had some – he was dealing with that Arizona state president and others, and they were – they, he did not – his hands were a little bit tied. It would have been nice if he had taken – for Pac-12, if he would taken that ESPN deal. But he had people in his ear saying, don't take it, don't take it, yeah. we can get $50 million.
2: I was going to say, yeah. it, it's it's kind of hard when you're a conference commissioner and you go to them with a, a good proposal of over $30 million, they say, no, we want $50 million per school <coughs> to tell the league presidents, no, I'm not going to do that, we need to take this. Yeah. I mean, it really does take a lot of, I don't want to say guts, but, I mean, that's yeah. tough because they could just fire you.
1: <laughs> I I love that Swarbrick gets to show up. Yeah. I mean, all the commissioners. He's disgusted
2: by this conference all, realignment all, stuff. Man. All
1: the commissioners in Swarbrick, Swarbrick gets to show up from Notre Dame. No other AD, of course. No other AD. But, hey, Jack, what do you got? Can you can you meet us in Dallas? Okay, cool. Yeah. They could have done this thing via Zoom. Holding up in Dallas. What a waste of time. Um and uh I mean they'll end up at the five plus seven deal. And then they gotta get the it's kinda like Mac was talking. I mean, that was some good stuff, guys, from Mac yesterday, kind of breaking that all down and and the interesting thing about like hiring certain coaches. You heard uh you heard the Houston A D today tell us he could not have kept Kelvin Sampson, probably, if not getting into the Big Twelve and having that uh Revenue uh, come in, although you remember that Aaron Kelvin suddenly had that. That was good timing, wasn't it? Interview with the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, did. the the NBA suddenly wanted Kelvin. <laughs> he was like, "Ooh, I see leverage." Yeah, I see leverage. One hundred percent, and it worked. You know,
2: I mean, you he, know, you got a, bu- a pay bump and a new co- uh, contract extension.
1: Aaron, your uh, your relative, uh, Kelvin. Was probably telling his dad, "Go take that, Dad. I got this.
2: <laughs> Don't you want another shot at the NBA?" <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: Dad, go do this. I got it. Because I think I think they got one of those uh, coaching waiting things. They do those, yeah. do. those rarely work, but uh, who knows? Maybe in the uh, Sampson family, it will work because those guys are connected at the hip, and he knows exactly. He's learned from one of the best, so it might. It might. Uh, work out Aaron for your family's sake I certainly hope that it does Um, what else do you have for us sir
2: for the first time in eight years Caesars Sportsbook has the best odds of winning the national championship (laughs) going to someone besides Alabama or Clemson Mm. it only took Georgia winning consecutive national championships Mm. for Caesars to finally make them the preseason favorite it's the first time Alabama hasn't been a favorite or co-favorite with Clemson in seven of the past eight seasons. Georgia is plus 240 to win it all, followed by Alabama at plus 550. Ohio State at plus 800. Michigan at plus 850 are the only schools under plus 1,000. At plus 1,000, USC and LSU. Clemson at plus 1,800. And the first Big 12 school shows up at Texas at plus twenty two hundred.
1: I'd like to get in on that Texas one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, I mean, I know they're overhyped, probably, but I, that's not a bad deal. That twenty two hundred. Does it go far enough for the Bears, or the Frogs, or anybody? Or not, not in really? this article. The Maybe Red Raiders. They have them, but Drake, I know you're trying to sneak out of there because you've got a lot to do. I do uh, this that afternoon. Client meeting at five fifteen. Oh my goodness! I love a good client meeting. I hope you'll do it right over there at George's. Um, do you like those futures bets, by the way, Drake? And I'll I'll let you roll. But I love a good you, future.
3: Uh, uh, I have locks yeah. right
1: now. So anybody who wants a future, luck.
3: Baylor over 7.5 wins. BYU over 5.5. K-State over 8.5. These are free money. Oklahoma State <laughs> over 7.5. TCU as well over 7.5. Texas Tech over 7.5. I have all of those in my book.
1: Man, you, you were taking the over on basically 75% of the uh, of the Big 12. Very, very interesting. Um,
3: 16, six teams out of 14 is, yeah, yeah,
1: that's 75%. <laughs> I thought you said more. I'm sorry. Six out of 14 is less than 50%, according, oh. to, my, according to my math. You're right. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what I took fundamentals of math from Howard Roth at Baylor and did a, had pretty strong work in there just because Dr. Rolf and I became good friends not because of any of my right any of my math skills but let me tell you FOM that was not for the the <laughs> the pre-med folks that yeah. was for those of us that were trying to find a place called Castellaw. and then once I got over there the GPA kind of steadied Amen. I was able to kind of solidify that thing all right Aaron uh good stuff we got to get Drake on the road, client meetings. And, uh, oh, to be a fly on the wall as Drake tries to close another deal. What will it be? Uh, Drake will uh, head on. Drake, thank you, buddy, and uh, we, uh, we'll we talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Matt. We did it big. Okay, I, maybe. Uh, there he goes. Drake Toll heard three to five, along with uh, Aaron Sexton and me, uh, on a daily basis. Next, we need to... Uh, we need to get into some Cowboys. Uh, there's a lot going on as we're kind of closing in on the season movement on the roster. And I, I, I've got some concerns. Aaron and I will discuss those next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online
8: at syntexsportsfan.com.
20: You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
7: Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com.
10: They have your favorite team's gear at Barefoot Campus Outfitter. New items arrive daily and include Central Texas's largest selection of polos, caps, tees, sweatshirts, and novelty items. Show your Baylor pride with Barefoot Campus Outfitter. 1508 Spate Avenue, Waco, just off I-35. You can shop online at barefootcampusoutfitter.com. Free shipping for orders over $50, because every day is game day.
8: Listen to The Matt Mosley Show online at SyntaxSportsFan.com.
4: Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online, and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered.
0: Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC, is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more
9: information, dynamic-fs.com. from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios.
8: This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV
0: Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now,
1: ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. What a day it's been. The U of H, A.D., Drew Pearson, drew pearson was so good earlier today and um you know aaron kind of interesting drew had a grandson that went to play at colorado and he was the son of so kavika Pittman, former cowboys defensive end may have been a first round pick married drew's daughter and their son was a big time recruit athlete, and he went off to play at Colorado. And his name, his last name was Pittman. Aaron, do you remember the young uh, Kavika Pittman? Not so young anymore. Does that name ring a bell to you? Perhaps not. Sorry,
2: it's going to be a second. No, no,
1: that's okay. Uh, it, is, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas as we continue on and we've got an updated cowboys roster with the new jersey numbers i think people our folks like to know who's in what jersey i did want to tell you uh, let me just let me let me just kind of eyeball this thing and i'll help you if you want to buy one of these cowboys jerseys jaron curse is no longer whatever he used to be he was 27 he is number 1 He is a starting safety. He is number one. Brandon Cooks, who's arrived, of course, the new receiver, is number three. And I was seeing if there was any changes that people might. Oh, yeah, here we go. Jabril Cox had barely left down after getting cut. And Marquise Bell went and grabbed his jersey. Marquise Bell, who is a safety, but also I've seen him listed at linebacker, is number 14. Now, if you want a Trey Lance jersey, Aaron, I could kind of see you. I don't think you're going to get a real jersey, but like a Trey Lance jersey would be kind of fun. You know, just because he's kind of a big name, he's not going to get to play, he's a project. I think that would be fun to have a Trey Lance jersey or jersey. Do you agree?
2: Absolutely. I would get one. Yeah, I, Yeah. I, for the reasons you mentioned, yeah, that would be really cool.
1: Um I would say if I had to rank what our audience and we got a big audience my gosh I was, l- I was hearing about the ratings earlier today whoa whoa thank you all I can say is thank you for making us um as highly ranked as we are and uh, that means the world to us um Aaron uh number nine I think the biggest I think D- Dac is number 1 I think Micah Parsons is number two. I'm talking about people listening to us right now buy jerseys. And I think that's close. I think Micah has made up some ground on Dak as far as uh, jerseys sold. Aaron, I think, I think CD Lamb is third on the team. Now, Aaron, there's probably a way we could look this up, but these are my gut guesses. I think, I think fourth would be. Tony Pollard. (laughs) I think Demarcus Lawrence may show up next. And then it just kind of, I mean, if you think about it, this is a good team, really good roster. Oh, I forgot Diggs. Okay, Diggs at number seven. I would say Diggs has a lot of jerseys that people are buying those. Aaron, do you disagree with any of that? Is there anybody I missed there that you think might be uh, producing a lot of jerseys, I don't think uh ig Bengany as as uh I'm trying to say it like you do, but I think that's about right the new cornerback I don't think they're gonna sell a lot of his jerseys, although I kind of like him uh Stefan Gilmore, I think they'll sell a few of those aaron anybody anybody else is there any o lineman that people will want like I mean zach martin
2: do- probably should sell jerseys, but he doesn't i don't think you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um no, I don't see that you missed anybody. I do have the top ten, and there are four cowboys in the top ten in the NFL in jersey sales.
1: Did I mention all of them? Oh no, actually three. C- Excuse me. Hold on. C.D. Dak, uh, Micah, um, or or did I? Is that wrong?
2: Yeah, C.D. Lamb has the ninth
1: best-selling okay. jersey
2: yeah. in the NFL. Well, I'll just give you the top ten. Uh, T.J. Watt is number 10 from the Steelers. C.D. C. Lamb, number nine. Josh Allen, eight. Dak Prescott, seven. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, six. Kelsey, five. Micah Parsons, four. Joe Burrow, three. Aaron Rodgers, two. And Mahomes, obviously, number one. So three of the top 10. And I'm trying to think. There's a fourth one that just missed the top 10 for the Cowboys. And I'm trying to think of who it is. Oh, it was, uh, Steph... Uh, uh, it was Diggs, not Stephon Diggs. That's the receiver from the Bills, but yeah. Trayvon Diggs, okay. the cornerback for yeah. the Cowboys. Okay, I think he's nice. 11th or 12th. All
1: right, and then the, the news, the sad news today about Gil Brandt. <laughs> Gil was a friend of mine, died at age 91. Um, Gil was just an interesting, fascinating guy, true pioneer, um, and then became part of the media I mean, he got in a little trouble on social media later in life, partially because Gil would let somebody else do his. And Aaron, it was always funny because like <laughs> there was his his tweets were so good and I and I would I was every once in a while I'd see him in the press box. I'm like, Gil, these tweets are great and I just knew it was not it was it was not him because he wasn't really doing that at that stage. But he was awesome. I mean he was incredible what he did the uh, historically black colleges and universities. He started bringing in players. Fort Valley State was Rayfield. Alabama A&M was Bob Hayes. Cornell Green comes out of, I think, Utah State and may have played uh, basketball. And he just had an eye for it. And his acquisitions, I bet, he, I bet there are people that he helped bring in. There were 15 players that are now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, Tom... Of course, had to coach him up and all of that, but Gil went out there in his scouting department and used his computer and everything, uh, and uh, he was just a character. I mean, I, I you know, he if I said something wrong on the radio in Dallas, Aaron, he was calling the producer, I would see the producer on the phone, and that would be Gil saying, Mosley's got that wrong, <coughs> and or he would just call me at the break and let me know that. He loved... Local radio, he loved the media, and he loved being on the NFL network. And uh, uh, we lost him at age 91. News came out earlier today. Uh, As Jerry said, we had uh, Drew Pearson on our show at 320 today, and Drew had great things to say about Gil. Uh, He was an innovator and set the standard for excellence in player acquisition. From the creation of the NFL Combine to revolutionizing the NFL Draft, Gill finished his over six-decade NFL career with an eye towards the future of the league and teaching fans about the sport. Gill was as good a storyteller as it gets. This is from Jerry. With a memory as sharp as a tack. That is very, very true. And he loved showing his memory off. His dedication to and passion for this game left a lasting impact on generations of Hall of Fame players and coaches. There are few, very few people that have been able to have the kind of generational impact that he did. Gill was as dedicated to growing this league and sport as anyone ever was, and we are all grateful and better for it. Our hearts go out to Gill's wife, Sarah, his son, Hunter, and all of Gill's uh, family and friends. When you have Tex Texram, Tom Landry, Clint, Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call big boys record service to get you and your ride
5: where you need to be. You can count on big boys record service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing D'Amore Fine Jewelers.
8: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, yeah, Johnny. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the man in black for everything he brings to the show. It is. well, it's our final big segment of the day. It's been a strong one. Drew Pearson on the show earlier. Uh, Chris Pesman. Aaron really liked him. Just a good dude. The Houston AD. He came up under Mac. He served as the director of ops or something along those lines. Can't remember. Anyway, he was, he was there uh, in the Mac Rhodes administration. What a dude. What a great guy. And he's I mean, he cussed a little bit on the show. I was kind of okay with it. I mean, I'm not I don't try to you know, I don't want people to cuss. I don't ask them to do it. But if they do it, you know, we can we can live with it. We can move on with our lives. Uh, But he he said at one point, Aaron, he said something about like it's going to be a kick a crowd or a kick a game. And I thought, whoa, whoa. All right. This is a man (laughs) from a secular school. This is state school. I mean, I don't know if they do person over player or whatever, but I like a good, uh, I like a good kick a comment from from time to time. Now, Aaron, um, you've looked at the depth chart. Um, I nothing is just gr- nothing just blew me away. Um, I, you know, it kind of makes you think when you see Garmin Randolph. Now it has all these oars, and it's hard to understand. Baylor had like 29 oars on the depth chart. Now, what is that? Well, that's a coach kind of either trying to play fast and loose a little bit, keep, keep Texas State off, or he just wants the players to keep coming and realize they're almost starters, whatever. <laughs> we know Mike Smith is going to start at linebacker, at weak side linebacker. Matt Jones at middle linebacker. I like the depth behind all those guys, like Brooks Miller, at weak side, he. I mean, all the rotation guys are good. I, I mean, I like the depth. I like Byron Vaughn's at forty-five, number forty-five, but they've got Garmin Randolph at the jack, and it appears to be behind Kyler Jordan, red-shirt freshman. Now, Aaron, let's look at the size here. Garmin, who's been in some trouble this off season, but we like Garmin. Garmin's a good dude. He just made a mistake. Garmin 6'7", 250. Jack linebacker. I mean, he's out there rushing, creating havoc. Love the player. Kyler Jordan starting 6'1", 235. Six inches shorter, 15 pounds. (laughs) You know, smaller. Now, Gabe Hall, who's always on the, uh, what's that list called? The freaks list, Aaron, that Bruce Feldman does. We always have Bruce on talking about that. That's one way to Bruce's heart by Aaron. Bruce will not, like... If I mention that freaks list, suddenly Feldman gets back to me immediately. Gabe Hall at defensive end, six six two ninety two, freak athlete. And then this guy that Drake loves, Cooper Lands, the nose tackle, and he's not as big as what they've had. Now this one, my, my A, or how you say M A apostrophe A E, my. Maie or so, uh, something like that. I'll, I'll work on that. Trevin Maie, he he's a redshirt junior. He's it's th- those guys are both kind of in the running to start. Cooper Lands is not your prototypical huge um, nose tackle, but he's quick. T.J. Franklin, great starter for the Bears, great leader from Temple, Texas, six five, two hundred and sixty nine pounds. Now Aaron on the receiving core. This got my attention. At running back, we don't know. Drake seems to think, and Aaron, let's not root against him. Let's root for Drake to be right. He thinks Dominic Richardson is going to start. So we're going to root for him to be correct, and then if he's not, we'll give him a hard time, but it'll be fine. He's not going to lose his job. Blake Shapen obviously going to start a quarterback. Dabney leads a talented, deep, tight end room. Monterey Baldwin will start. They, they really like Jonah Burton. I saw him in the spring game. I think that was Jonah, and I also love Jordan Neighbors. <laughs> These are kind of the slot-type wide receivers that can take the top off. Josh Cameron and Hal Presley, both big dudes. They'll be in there a lot. I like Cameron Bonner. If I recall correctly, Aaron, Cameron Bonner was number 24 in the spring game. He's now number 84. They must have had somebody transfer out. I like Bonner. He's a nice player, redshirt sophomore. Offensive line, Tate Williams and Elijah Ellis are battling for right tackle. Um, Right guard, Caden (laughs) Siraki, Siraki, I think it may be Siraki, sorry, Um, 6'8", 318, playing guard. I can't wait to watch it, Aaron. I mean, to watch him get down in a stance at 6'8", 318. I mean, usually at that, you're a right tackle at 6'8", 318, or you're a left tackle but this guy's going to play right guard. <laughs> Clark Barrington from BYU, the starting center, left guard Gavin Byers, but George Molly's right there with him. My my, uh, my Molly or Mai, uh, anyway. Uh we'll work on that too. Um, Campbell Barrington at left tackle. Aaron 66 299. His brother, his older brother is Six five. <laughs> I mean, the size is pretty awesome, and then of course Keetron Jackson starting on the other side at wide receiver. Aaron, I got to tell you, I I kind of I'm excited about the lineup. I don't see like a huge weakness. Like there may be some depth, kind of like the Cowboys. Maybe some depth issues on the O line. I mean, that's fine if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna go there, but the Barrington brothers. And I, I kind of got the feeling when I talked to Dave the other day. Dave was having seemed to enjoy being around me. Was comfortable talking to me. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave was saying that Campbell is, is I mean he he there's some nastiness there. I I don't expect the LDS gentlemen to uh, to come to town with the nasty streak always, but they do. They do. They love to hit. And um, Campbell Barrington at left tackle intrigues me greatly. Best leader on the team, maybe Clark Barrington. Like he kind of, I Aaron, I think that's like if we looked at this whole thing. And I, I didn't say the special teams people, but we can do that another time. Palmer, I like Palmer the punter, Palmer Williams, and I like Isaiah Hankins and and uh, Jack the play the place the field goal kicker, uh, the place kicker Jack Stone. I like both of them. Um, and so I got no issues with any of those. Oh, Aaron, here's the name I was trying to say earlier to Drake, and Drake was thinking I was talking about somebody else. I I think it's Corey Gordon. This guy's got my attention as a as a kick returner type. Um and they've got him playing number he's at number twenty four, and he's got my he's got my attention in a big way. Now when they go to punt return <coughs> Monterey Baldwin is a huge difference maker, but they've got they got tons of punt returners. They just need somebody that's got a good judge back there and got wills. And I can't remember, Aaron, there was somebody in the, in the past that was, was bobbling stuff back there, and that you know worried me like crazy, but I don't think it's one of these guys I'm looking at right now. So in long snapper, who do you think, Aaron? That'd be Garrison Grimes. That's kind of cool. Jeff Grimes, offensive coordinator's son, with uh, Graydon on the way. So I would just say from a captain's standpoint, I, I just don't think, I think Clark Barrington walked in that locker room, and it took people about Aaron <coughs> like two or three minutes to realize he was in charge of the team. And, I, I again, I have not spent time with him yet, would love to, I wish this thing was like the basketball team where we get to talk to all the players uh, and get them on the radio. I think it would be great for the program, but they don't do that. I, I, I think Clark Barrington is just a, I, I, I he, he is going to be. Um, Aaron, aren't you? Ex- are you excited about the Barrington brothers? I just feel like those are your, those are uh, Baylor's two best offensive linemen.
2: Oh, absolutely! You've got all conference linemen kind of ready-made, so to speak. You know, I mean, they just kind of walk in, and they are immediately, if not your two best offensive linemen, among your two best offensive linemen. Just plug and play. That's the the best thing about the transfer portal, is when you hit immediate impact. And I think they both will.
1: The only player, Aaron, I don't think I mentioned, is the new star who moved from linebacker to – um, and did I say the safeties and everybody? I might have missed a few of these. But anyway, we'll we'll have plenty of time to get into these. Oh, Chateau Reed. I loved him when he was a recruit. They got him starting at cornerback. Um, Devin Bobby, a safety that I really like. I think he's maybe from DeSoto, if I'm recalling correct. Devin Lemire, really good free safety. Tevin Williams, one of the Tevins. They lost to Tevin. This is a good Tevin. But Bryson Jackson at the star... Aaron, I, I think that's, a, that's an important player for this team because I think if he's the best player, and it may, maybe Mike will be the best player, Mike Smith, on defense, but if, if Bryson becomes your best player, that's great. That's great. Like, if he becomes like a Petrie, you're good. I just think there'll be a bit of an adjustment period playing a new position. You can only simulate so much leading up to these games. But if Bryson Jackson is 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 really good early, that's a tremendous sign for the Bears. All right. Uh we uh we have had a really nice run today and it is now time for the dismount. That's next.
8: Your leader in high school sports, ESPN,
9: Central Texas. <laughs> the Mahaya Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by in Commons Bank, Mejia.
2: Coach, coming off a 64-13 loss to Conley to open up the season last week. And in the show last week, we talked about their all-world defensive back receiver running back, Colby Black. And uh, he definitely lived up to the hype and passed the eye test last week.
14: Uh, no doubt. He's he's a uh, special young man, uh, you know, super talent. Uh you know, they, they've got a couple of them over there, but but he kind of leads the way for them. What were
2: they able to do effectively against you guys?
14: Uh, run, run the ball uh, and score on big plays. You know, that, that's one thing we had to limit going in is, uh, you know, that we knew they had some explosive players and just try to keep them from having back-to-back explosive plays. And uh, at times we were able to do that, and at times we weren't.
2: Tomorrow you continue non-district play against two-time defending state champion, Franklin. So you go from a state-ranked Conley team to the number one team in the state in the classification in Franklin. Talk a little bit about them. Just an outstanding team on both sides of the ball. Uh,
14: No doubt. Uh, Extremely physical both sides of the ball. Uh, You know, they're they're back-to-back state champs for a reason. Coach Fannin does a great job with that program down there. And then, you know, you throw the little wrinkle in uh, of the type of offense they run. is not something you see every day. So uh, you know, makes preparation uh, a little bit tricky, but um, you know, you, you try to go out there and, and simulate the look, and you kind of got to spend a little more time teaching the look <laughs> so that you can show it to your defense. But um, you know, it's a it's a great opportunity for us this Friday to, to go out and compete against Franklin Lions. ESPN Central Texas.
19: I'm always so busy, and banking quickly and safely is really important to me. So when that next shower comes up, I can check the balance on my accounts, I can buy these decorations, pay for them from my phone, transfer money, and make mobile deposits. Best of all, I can bank anywhere, anytime, on any device, on my schedule.
5: Community Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic, enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meat. You're
8: listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
11: Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Stay
8: close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas.
18: In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, medical, dental vision short and long-term disability life insurance 401k and more full-time positions offer 40 plus hours per week hourly employees are paid weekly at alamo steel they believe in above average pay to attract well-qualified individuals apply in person monday through friday eight till five at 2784 old dallas road one block off interstate 35 in Lacey lakeview
8: It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, that was fun going over all the uh, all the, the the depth chart for the Bears. I hope it was fun for you. But uh, we've had a lot of fun stuff today. Drew Pearson on, and uh, we had the uh, oh the Houston AD, the the uh, director of athletics for Houston who uh, worked under Mac Rhodes there in Jeremiah Dickey. I talked to Jeremiah today. Aaron, I cannot tell you, Boise State, AD now, to this day, you talk about, it was so, uh, He, I mean, he was just such a great dude, uh, always had my back, incredible guy, and uh, we still talk all the time. They got a big one this Saturday, and, of course, he was uh, Mac's right-hand man and uh, did a tremendous job. He's now the AD at Boise State. And Aaron, they—that's oh—they're in Seattle <laughs> to play the Huskies, a top ten matchup with the Huskies. Now tonight, Aaron, we do have the Utes and the Gators. Um, I—I'm kind of excited about this. And Aaron, have you seen the line on this game, Utes and Gators? I'm just kind of curious, like what, the, how much the quarterback is is uh, uh, Cam Rising not playing, you know, how much of a uh, swing that is. The, okay, I think ESPN now obviously puts the line on here. So Utah is favored. The Utes are favored by six. This game is in Salt Lake City. The Gators are going to town, and uh, Billy Napier and his bunch will show up. Nebraska and Minnesota getting it on on Fox tonight and then uh, uh, UCF and Kent State on FS1 uh, in 10 minutes okay thank you Aaron great job thank you Drake Toll thank you to our listeners who continue to make this the one of the most listened to shows in all of Central Texas everybody have a great night we'll see you tomorrow at 3
8: it's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz Modern Media your full service advertising agency now here's the voice of the Bears John Morris running his number check a Big 12 football on today's modern media Big 12